And we're back. Salt Street Podcast. Episode 9, Saturday, April 14th. Ooh, 133. Just switched to 133. I watched it flip over. (laughs) Nice. That's it. We just uh, finished up our finishing the live streams, you know? Yeah. Uh, And uh, starting the actual episode. And And so we are. Yeah. Episode 9. Welcome back, everybody. We're happy to see you. Happy to see us, hopefully, on the YouTube. Thank you for coming. We're... So yeah, welcome back everybody to Salt Street Podcast, the everyday normal person's podcast about weekly news, social and political commentary, and of course, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Follow us on Instagram, give us a like on our Facebook page, we are Salt of the Streets, plural, on both of those. Um, on Twitter, you can hit up me and Don, I am at Big Bird Offy. I am at Salt of the Street, that one is singular. Singular. Not enough letters. Yeah. And But to really, really help out the show, uh, wherever you're listening to this, if you're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you're listening to uh, us right now, would really help if you would uh, jump on and give us a review. Helps bump us up in the ratings. Helps, subscribe. Uh, yeah, subscribe to subscribe, us now. Subscribe, review. On our, we have a brand new Salt of the Streets YouTube channel. Yes. So jump that's, over there. You can the watch the pre-show. Are. Yeah, the live stream that we just did is going to be on... On YouTube, we're going to try to make that a semi-regular thing, if not regular thing. So jump onto YouTube, jump into the comments, give us a like. And uh, I think with that, that's enough housekeeping. I think we can... uh, Jump right into it. Yeah, unless you have anything else. Can't steal that, though. Well, something along the lines of jump right into it. I don't know. Oh, for sure. That was an accident. (laughs) I promise I'm not trying to bite anybody's shit. (laughs) That's funny. But yeah, how was your week, buddy? It was good. Um, um, yeah. On, oh, I'm trying <laughs> to think because I don't want to repeat because I this morning when I was trying to think about it, I was thinking of shit that I did last week. And I was like, well, I can't talk about that because... That was last I, week. Right. I yeah. already talked about it. Um, on Thursday, we went out to dinner to celebrate three years no seizures for my sister-in-law, right? Fantastic. Which, which is awesome. That is so cool. Um, she is about to explode. Yeah. Um, she is so incredibly pregnant that it's yeah. it's unbelievable. It's um, any second. It's pretty absurd, yeah. So we're all getting our passes and stuff to be able to go on base, you know, because none of us are. Oh, is that where they're at? Military. Yeah, her husband is in the Navy. Um, and so she's having her baby at the... Naval Hospital in Bremerton. Oh, yeah. Very nice. So we have to be able to get on base to get into the hospital. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, like, is there some kind of process you got to go through? I would imagine. There's, yeah. Passes or you just have to go to, like, pass an ID and they give you a 30-day pass. Um, but you have to, like, do a background check and a fingerprint scan and stuff like that. And I didn't have... I only had a copy of my birth certificate when I went there. And they won't take that. Oh, you got to have the full... Yeah. yeah. The real one. Um, so... I wonder where mine's at. So I had to... That's a good question. <laughs> my mom has it, and I told her I only needed a copy because I only thought I needed a copy. Yeah, I feel like most things you just need a copy, but... Yes. Some things... Except for to get uh, a fucking thing to yeah. get a pass. So, Which makes sense given the area, I think. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we did that, and then yesterday... Went out to dinner with some of my wife's family so that... Who, like, live in... I don't know, Tacoma or something like that, so that they could give her sister some some baby stuff. Um, and so I ate some delicious Mexican food last night and drank some beers. And then 
I came home and just hung out, you know, prepped for the show a little bit. The strike happened last night. The the strike on Syria happened oh, last yeah. night. So big. I so I read a little bit about that. Not too much, so we probably won't cover that particular event that yeah. much just because it happened last night. Yeah. Um, which I've got you know pretty much up to date stuff. Right. I've been paying. I've been plugged into that since there last isn't, night. There isn't a whole lot. No, about it really yet, just because it's so new. No. Um, but like I said, I read an article about it last night, and I have one up here about it. But um, you know. So I guess you know we could, we can talk about it as much as there is, but yeah, um, we'll do that a little bit later. We'll fill so, people in later, but yeah. yeah. So that's what I did. I put in some put in for some time off this week. I'm gonna take some time off when my sister in law's baby gets here. Oh, for sure. Um, because her her husband's away. Um, and yeah. so and I feel like your your work is probably super cool with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Other than just taking your regular vacay days, I mean. Well, and I just like I just got my I just hit my anniversary right, so oh, I, yeah. I so I got like like vacation time. So yeah, I just, that's pretty cool. The, the orders the stack is pretty low right now, so. Oh yeah. So I was like, hey, in the beginning of May. It is kind of that part of the season, right? Right after yeah, I do remember yeah, that. Yeah. Right after like baseball and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs sometimes in the manufacturing world. Yeah. You know, just like anywhere else, man. Like me, I've been back to work a lot lately, but. Not yeah. necessarily like still quite on a regular basis, but just because again, like right, kind of have seasons even in my field. Still wet, yeah, real wet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you work outside, um, you know, depending on where you're at, I mean, I'm sure you know what that struggle is like. You know, it's a big, big thing in like the uh, construction industry. A lot of people just shut down during the, yeah. the winter time because there's just too much rain. Just can't build. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. You know, I had a pretty chill week this week. Um, I don't think that I really did anything fucking major. You yeah. Know? A nice show week. Yeah, we got the YouTube page up that yeah, we talked that about. Big. That was um, part of my week for sure. Yeah, so that was good. Um, but you know, I kept it kept it fucking low key this week. What Very about nice. you, buddy? What you have going on this week? Well, I feel like we, me and my wife, kind of cheated on you guys a little bit. We had talked about uh, going to see a quiet place, mm-hmm. and then. Some other people, I guess we. Had, I had kind of forgotten that uh, we had already made plans to go see that. You oh, left good. here and and went and saw it. Yeah, we went and saw that. Uh, which I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like I really want to dive into just that going to see that movie, A Quiet Place. And so we'll save that for pop culture. But that was one thing we did. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a highlight. And then yeah, we got uh, Descents dropped on Thursday. I worked on that. Yeah, uh, we both had some pretty good descents this week. I thought. Uh, so go to saltofthestreets.com, check them out. It's under yeah. the, the media tab. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a, uh, it was kind of cool. We both talked about uh, kind of the internet and privacy stuff, and uh, you know we've had that hearing with Mark Zuckerberg, the Zuckerberg, down, yeah, all week. And we can get into that a little later, I'm sure. That was part of big news all week. Oh, I've got lots of stuff about yeah. Zuckerberg. And so that all, and it was kind of cool how with without even talking about it, both of our descents kind of crossed yeah. that I tweeted, with two different perspectives. I tweeted cool. a lot about that, how they like, yeah. they were unintentionally relevant to each other. Like, cause I didn't, I like, I told you what I was writing about, like right before I did it, but like, I didn't ask you and you didn't tell me what you were writing about. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause usually no we kind of. of pre-plan a little bit make right. sure we're not talking about the same thing and we didn't talk about the same thing but we we talked to this to the same core Related topics yeah, yeah. It, it was, was good cool. that was nice i liked that yeah but other than that uh 
I had a couple of days off this week due to, you know, work scheduling stuff. So I was able to work on getting that YouTube channel set up. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, oh, I didn't drop it during the opening. Salt of the Streets uh, on YouTube. Yeah. That's what it's called. The everywhere. channel, Salt of the Streets. Uh, These motherfuckers are everywhere. For sure. And then we had some really big news. I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jake. Um, he's been the one, I mean, he's been doing some heavy Jake. work behind the scenes just to kind of hook us up. And all of our new logos now, if you've been following us for the last few weeks, um, we've been playing around with new logos and stuff. And we actually have some very, very legit logos now. Mm-hmm. These are, I mean, professional as <laughs> all hell. And You guys are uh, both very tall. Yeah, we are both very tall. But yeah, that's that's my best friend. Sorry, I know that. We've uh, we've known each other since we were in diapers. We yeah, long relationship. We're both thirty, so that's thirty years basically. Yeah. But yeah, he without even you know he just knew as soon as we started doing this thing, he's like, well, I want to get, I want to help out, and yeah, he really did, man. It came through, and so all these uh, we're gonna have some new logos and stuff floating around there on the website on all these different stuff and. Uh, it's all because of him. So huge shout out to Jake, my boy. Yeah. Hooking us up, man. He's a believer. It's kind of cool. But that's been... That, I think that that's been... Sorry, not to no, interrupt, but I think that that's been really interesting. Um, the... <clears throat> excuse me. The amount of people that have reached out to us to be like, what can I do? Absolutely. Like, I have this type of skill. Do you want me to do this for you? Like, yeah, can I do cool. this for you? Like, do you want me to do this? You know, like your wife handling all the social media stuff and my wife building the website. And, you know, like yeah. we had people, you know, multiple people reach out to like help with pictures and logos and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And like all kinds of stuff. It's so, absolutely insane. Like yeah, I had no idea. That's shout out to absolutely everybody yeah. um, listening that is that, that's listening, that's, that's supporting, listening. that's anything like that's. Yeah. I mean, huge, ultimately, that's the, the biggest is absolutely. just listeners and viewers. Absolutely. It's so awesome. Um, but yeah, everything else I did, like it's just been trying to. I'm trying to like not work so much and just take time to relax and stuff. So I've watched some, uh, some shows, mostly YouTube based shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about more of those during pop culture and stuff. But other than that, just again, real chill week, kind of like you, yeah. you know, I've been watching the news. Hasn't been a whole lot going on, but the things that have been going on have been huge. Yeah. So that gives us no end of content to talk about today. At least I also picked up, this thing right here, which is a, uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna ask. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna, I, was, no. I knew you were gonna bring um, it up at some point. Yeah, 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 because I forgot. But this is part of what I did this week yesterday when I went to the store. Um, I saw they had a sign there that was like, "Do you want to be a judge for the cannabis cup?" And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, I do." And so all you had to do is like write down three types of weed that you smoke. And like the percentages and the whatevers, mm-hmm. and you know, that's like pretty a cool. Little description and circles and ratings, and and then they said that you had to be available all day on four twenty, and I went there and I was like, hey, what time do I need to be here? Exactly. Because <laughs> um, like I can get off real early on yeah. Friday, but I certainly can't take it off because I can't tell my boss. Yeah, I'm taking it off to be a judge for a weed competition, and I don't feel right lying to him about it. You yeah. know. Like so, but I think you because that's on. That's it's a on Friday, a Friday, isn't it? yeah, and uh, I think you'll be fine. And they were like, were "Like, well, I think we're asking people to be here like one." Oh, and right. I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'll fucking be here. <laughs> like, I will. I'll come and drop this off fucking later this weekend." Yeah. So yeah, you drop this off and you get a raffle ticket. And oh, then word. If they, I got raffle tickets from my shop and, too. And if they pull your number, then 
they'll call you. That's and pretty like, cool. Do you want to be a judge? Yeah. So I'm just. Just. I would just be so happy. That'd be super cool. Know? Yeah. I, uh, my local shop, because uh, if you can't tell, we're both pretty big proponents and advocates for, you know, the legalization of marijuana. Absolutely. For sure. You know, um, and we're definitely not alone on that. There's yeah. a lot of people, especially in the Northwest. That are, well, it's legal here. So yeah. <laughs> and really, my thing is the stigma behind it. I hate the stigma. Yeah. It's still there. I mean, I've had to explain to so many people about the stigma and like how it's like, well, that's all just bullshit, man. Yeah. Like that's not real. You know, all this stuff like you're going to get addicted and blah, blah, blah. That is not real. That's <sighs> all. It doesn't exist. No, it does not exist. If you're addicted to marijuana, it's just because you have that type of addictive personality. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, the opposite point of view has been in the mainstream for so long. Well, don't you know you that know? good people do not smoke marijuana, yeah. Colin? Ugh, yeah. Don't you know that? I'll talk about that guy. Mr. Sessions. Mr. Yeah, the AG. Mr. Sessions. Himself. He's uh, kind of antiquated in that, which is it's a bummer because I know he's been out here. Remember that was like... I was so yeah. mad that I didn't get to fucking see him that he's uh, two blocks down the road from my goddamn house. Yeah. And I didn't get to fucking see him. Yeah, it was right here. And I was Pissed, like, dude, bro. that's super cool though. Yeah. I'm glad I mean, you know, I would have still, you know, even though I don't agree with him, I would still love to like go meet the man. I respect, just, you know, I respect uh, the White House too much to... As an institution. To not be yeah. like, Mr. Sessions, it is legitimately a fucking honor yeah. to meet you. I like, still would. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Even though I think he's asked backwards on a ton of stuff, but I would I'd still be humbled to I would, meet someone um, like that. And I thought about that because there was an interview in the paper from somebody who lives in Keyport, <clears throat> excuse me, that I that I read, and he said that he talked to him for a minute, and he said that the guy from Keyport told Jeff Sessions that he thought that he had a really hard job. And I said to Jordan, I said, I think I probably would have said the same thing uh -huh. because i you know oh, like yeah, you said even sure. though i don't like him i'm not gonna shit on him i'm it's not the time to call him out you know at keyboard days you know like in no a hundred people out there like it's not the time yeah. to to grandstand politically but i i would be like yo you have an incredibly hard job and i hope that you do a really good job at it yeah like I mean, there's a reason they call it a public like, servant still. Yeah. You know, it's like, because regardless of your stance on the politics behind whatever, you know, odds are, like, this dude's been a devoted public servant for his whole life. To get up to that kind of position, you, you usually have to. Yeah. And so you can't help but be humbled by that and be grateful that somebody is doing that regardless of your stance on it. That's another kind of reason why I hate it that everybody's so passionate about Trump and everybody's just so willing to just shit on the office the office of the president because it's and I mean we can go we can go into like how he does a disservice to the office of the presidency and all this but mm -hmm. it's still like you gotta have respect for the office yeah At, you know you still have to have respect for how government works because as dysfunctional as it might be it's still one of the best republic you know democratic republics ever in yeah. existence as many problems as we have we are still i believe the greatest country in the world you know for Worse. yeah simply because we're founded on powerful liberty and freedom yeah and nobody else 
nobody else's countries have been founded on those core principles. I don't think I would really want to live anywhere else, um, like, for a long time. You yeah. Know? I feel like I can go expat at some point in my life. Right. And that's, yeah. But that's just because I've traveled around the world already. And but I understand that. But I got to be yeah. here for a while. Yeah. I love my know. country. You got to make money to be able to run away. Like, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, even down, in, you know, I've spent time down in South America and uh, Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And I instantly fell in love with that place. But that would be like a place I would want to go to retire, maybe. Yeah. You know, but you know, I say retire as in like towards you know, like the last third of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do it right now because, you know, there's a lot about America. I still want to take advantage <laughs> of, you know? Right. You know, we just, uh, yeah, I don't know. there's too much about it that I love. You know, I, like I said, I've been all over the world. I've been to Russia. I've yeah. been to all over Europe and, you know, I haven't been over the, I think you call it the Far East. Like, uh, I really, really want to go to Japan and China and Korea and like Philippines. I want to hit up all those places, man. Thailand, Laos. That's a lot of like, shit. I would love to get there. I don't really think about that. Oh man. To be I, honest, I would. And maybe it's because I haven't been that many places, you know, that well, I just don't. Yeah. I think but, about traveling, but I think about traveling mostly in the United States. Like, oh, yeah. and I don't know why uh, I, when I think it's about it. It's probably because you've never done it. And probably. like, it's, it's something that if you do it right, Mm-hmm. which I get pissed off about. That's why I love people like Anthony Bourdain um, because he he speaks to international travel, I feel, the right way. Like, yeah. When you travel someplace that's not your country, you know, I nothing drives me crazier than that stereotypical American tourist with like the, you know, the tropical shirt and the, the cargo shorts and the fanny pack and you're just sitting there like, you know, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. So you can do that. But there's a right way to be a tourist, in my <laughs> mind. And it's you... Be respectful of the culture and shit. Yeah, be respectful. I mean, like, and the best way for me to do that is to learn about the culture beforehand. You know, why would you travel there other than to be a part of the culture and live it for a right. while, you know? So you, you do your best when you go to a place like, you know, when I went to Sweden, which is a very westernized country, but it is so different night and day. You know, even in the UK, when I went there... Um, it's insane to, to not understand how different they are, even when, like, you could basically, our civilizations are almost a mirror, mm-hmm. modern Western countries. Like, but even within that, like, the everyday culture is so different. Very different. And it's really fun to just put yourself there and surround yourself in it and try to be a part of it. But I think that's, once you do that, it gets in your blood, you know. And then I had the privilege like i said to go down to south uh south america mm-hmm. because of my family and uh yeah it's just to have true appreciation for i don't want to say different cultures but different cultures like you have to go there and <laughs> experience like it right you can't time. just you know the whole don't judge a book by its cover mm-hmm. you know how are you going to do that if you don't get into the book you know which is in my mind you just go and immerse yourself in the culture yeah experience what it's like to to try to live a day in as a parisian you know in paris <laughs> i did that that was crazy you know i have a an entire we could do a whole episode one day about like my my voyages across the atlantic <laughs> just because yeah i'm Maybe very passionate about travel yeah obviously yeah yeah i'm I very can passionate feel it. about it 
I can feel it across the table right For now. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Runs deep in my veins. All right. So what do you want to talk about first, Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, yeah. Or do you have something else in mind first? Well, just as... I think a good jumping off point to mm-hmm. get into that whole conversation. Is that too, is that too ham-fisted? No. That segue? No, 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 no. I just, I had a perfect <laughs> little mid-topic that mm-hmm. I ran across this week. What you got? On one of my, uh, my Patreon networks. Yes. Um, because the community in various people's Patreons, I mean, there's a lot of communication, a lot of talking about whatever the, the person's about. But Boards I jumped into and the comments. on Patreon? Yeah. And so I got into a conversation with somebody on one of them, and I'm not going to talk about who they are or anything, but um, he had an issue with his wife. And just to have context behind it, he went out and purchased some tickets to the upcoming Dave Rubin, Jordan Peterson um, events. I think it's down in, he's coming up the East Coast and stuff, or West Coast and all, he's going to be all around, but um, he bought tickets to that show. And his wife did not like that. And he said that he has trouble sometimes talking with his wife about issues and ideas and stuff like that. Hmm. And so I asked him if maybe she just wasn't, I don't know, like into that. Because, I mean, you know as well as anybody to talk about politics in any, you know, thoughtful manner. Like, it's not for everybody. Some people just want to, like, get up, go to work, and live their life. And, uh, And so... It just it pointed out that there's a struggle there, you know, and it sounds to me like him and his wife have some very fundamental differences. And so I asked him if that's what he thought. I haven't heard back from him yet, but I have a couple a couple couples that me and my wife know that are kind of similar and they have they couldn't have more different views on politics. Mm. But for whatever reason, like they live very happy you know, long-term relationships. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that that lets them just not really care if they have different views. But I'm going to talk to them and see if there's something underlying in their relationship that helps them get past that. Yeah. But it was just a, it's an interesting topic because I feel like a lot of people probably have that problem, you know. Like, what would you do if your wife wasn't into talking about stuff like this? Well, I think it probably just doesn't matter to everybody you know that the views are different Um, yeah like i think that jordan and i probably share a lot of political views because not that she doesn't have her own thoughts and like feelings or whatever but she gets most of her information from me because Mm -hmm. that's i'm the one that's looking into it all the time and then we're talking about it so yeah well you guys um, have very similar upbringings and neighborhood and uh, kind of right no in the same neighborhood, very different upbringings. Okay, um, yeah. Very, very different upbringings. Um, but... Would you say that your core values as, like, your core moral principles and stuff are pretty much the same? Um, yes, definitely. Um, so we both are more traditional, you know, mm-hmm. um, like kind of old-fashioned you There's know? nothing wrong with that. Um, no, right. and that that's just the best way to describe it, probably. Um, and uh, I don't know, both pretty common sense when it comes down to it. You know, that yeah. sometimes it takes a long time to like talk it out to get to that point. But yeah, um, just a lot of common sense and stuff like that. Um, so what I think to be common sense that can be you know, taken, however people whatever. But yeah, um, 
I don't know. I mean, if we, because we see things, like I said, we see things similarly politically, um, which is. That helps a lot. Yeah, which is fine. Um, but when it comes to, like, she's very, like, holistic, you mm-hmm. know, and into, uh, like, the crystals and the energy and, yeah. and, like, all this stuff, um, which I am very much not into. Um, and that's not, to me, it's like the same thing, you know, yeah. like it's the same idea. Like it's not, it just doesn't matter to me, you mm-hmm. know, that I don't, I don't care. And like, maybe it doesn't make sense to me, but it's, it doesn't interfere with like what I'm saying, you know, and most mm-hmm. of the stuff that she's talking about, like, I don't have any scientific evidence to refute what you're saying to me about the energy that this particular crystal has, you know, for whatever. And mm-hmm. the, I don't, yeah. What? I don't have it any way to tell you that you're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. I, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it doesn't have any bearing, you know? If, if, I don't know, she was saying some shit that scientifically I didn't, sorry, that I fucked that up. Scientifically I didn't think <laughs> was correct, then I, I would have a problem with that because then that's, to me, that's there. If it's something that's just not true, you know, that I have a problem with it, but none of that to me I can prove to be not true. So it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, impact. I mean, and even if you could on certain things, it's like, what's the harm, I guess? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of my two cents on it. But yeah, it just, he struck me as somebody that was in a situation I feel like a lot of people could find themselves in. And, you know, and to me, it would help a great deal to have outlets like this, it, like the people we follow, like even in the Joe Rogan, and you know, mm-hmm. because it, it helps you feel like you're in that conversation and then it also helps like people like Philly D and stuff that actually get involved with the community and are actually interested in having the, those actual conversations. Yeah. And, but yeah, I just feel like it's a problem that a lot of people can have. And I just don't think that it's necessarily, it shouldn't be a relationship ender or anything like that. Cause I think Excuse me. as long as you have enough respect for your significant other, I don't see where the problem would be. Yeah. Well, and I think the problem with that particular case, at least the one that I would see would be like, if I don't know, I don't know why his, why his wife wouldn't be happy that he would do that. You know, like what's yeah. the problem in, in him, in him going, you know, yeah. like if, if she's like, not obligated to go, like yeah. it doesn't, because if she doesn't, if she's not happy that, that he is going to go because she thinks that if she has like, false ideas about those two people yeah. you know or, or even then just that opposing would, you know opinions then that would be oh see well it's, and then this is the difference that i'm drawing right is that opposing yeah. opinions is fine but if she thinks that there if she believes something that's factually incorrect about one of those two people and that's why she's not happy about him going if she thinks that jordan peterson is all right and that's why she's not okay with him going you yeah. know that's a problem because she's believing something that's not true. Absolutely. If she just isn't happy just because she doesn't like what they have to say, then that's fucking fine. And she shouldn't cause a problem, you know, because it doesn't matter. Like for him to go and do that is whatever. She obviously can say whatever she wants and should speak out and be like, well, I'm not cool with that, but I don't want to fucking go. So I don't give a shit. You know, I'm going to go out with my friends instead. And as long as yeah, she would be okay with him going by himself. Right. Yeah. Or taking one of his friends or, you know, and that's fine. But I think that the problem, that's what I'm saying. The only problem that I would see would be if she wasn't happy because she had some type of 
you know, false idea or false pretense about yeah. about one of those two people. You know, thought that they were all right, which a lot of people do. You yeah. know, or that they're spreading hate speech or some Sometimes. some such yeah, shit. Some craziness yeah, that because it's really common that would, too. That would be a problem. Yeah. But and I feel like as long as for people like that, if you're one of those people that find yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. like I told this guy, my only advice really, you know, until you really figure out what the root cause is is to stick to those core principles of your relationship, you know, focus yeah. on that kind of stuff, listen a lot. And then, you know, if you have a hard time articulating your thoughts or they have a hard time articulating their thoughts, which is just a, a, a failure in communication. Yeah. You know? And so it's just something I always encourage people to try to give people the benefit of the doubt and trust that they're coming from a good place, you know, and like I said, if they're factually incorrect and you can correct them on that, do your best to do that in a very neutral gingerly. way, you know, yeah, gingerly, lightly. But, but I just, I always think that's a, that's a good segue because it can apply to any issue, you know. Like we're gonna, we'll jump into the Mark Zuckerberg stuff, the Facebook oh, hearings and all that. And uh, but yeah, I mean, you can have completely opposing views about that, but still be able to have a, a strong relationship with somebody. Yeah, I would know? just uh, like certainly. Just do your best to try and understand exactly what her problem is with it. For sure. Because that would be the root of that, you know. If, like I said, if she, whatever. I don't want to repeat it a bunch of times, but yeah. if, you know, if she's, if it's something, if it's something factual, like you said, then, then there's something to be corrected there. But if it's just an unhappiness, then it's something that you guys will, they would both come, you know, come to terms with. Yeah. It's a, you know, doesn't you matter. A, it's, it's an insignificant fucking detail. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah, so the hearing, Mark Zuckerberg, Senate Mark hearing, Zuckerberg. House hearing. Yes, so I listened to to both days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've got that much time on my hands at work. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I think he testified for six hours on the first day and then probably about six or seven on the second day. Wow. Next, um, yeah, I was able to go to work because they start a little late. Yeah, the first then, day it started at like 11. Yeah, which is, I feel like usually they're pretty early, but... But it was nice for me because I got home from work and was out there mowing the lawn for like two hours. And I was plugged in the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I caught the end of it. But I think even just with like the two hours that I heard, I got the the general gist of what was being said. Yeah. Um. So it was the... Which Senate committee was it? Do you remember? It was it, well, the, the first one was... It was, it was like a, a weird combined thing. Yeah. It was the energy and commerce, right? Is that yeah, what it I think was? So. Yeah, and then the second day... Oh, the Energy and Commerce Committee of the House is what it was. Okay, um, And yeah. so the first one, I don't remember which senator it was. Well, I think it was, it was a couple because there was yeah, there was 40 different senators apparently. 44. 44 out 44. of 100. Yeah. Usually it's like, I don't know, There's like 20, 20 max. Yeah, in, yeah, in each. In there's each about committee. 20 in each committee, yeah. yeah. So this was interesting to have more. But, uh, yeah, I guess... Your, what was your takeaway from the first day? So that was the senatorial committees. Yes. Um, so on the first day, right? Because that was the one that I think they covered <clears throat> the Excuse most. Me. Yep. I'm just I'm trying to think about exactly how I want to say it. So yeah, I think that I probably would divide it into maybe like fourths, right? Into okay. like quarters, right? So mm-hmm. there's like a quarter of the senators. Who, who didn't understand what Facebook was, or the way that it worked, or 
the capacities that it had or that Mark Zuckerberg had. Um, you know, there was, there was one senator in particular, and this is like a minute detail, but it just, it's just to highlight the misunderstanding, right? Or like yeah. the lack of understanding in the technology is that there was one senator and I can't remember who it was. Asked, John Kennedy. Uh, senator no, John <laughs> Kennedy? Not that one? No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, who asked Mark Zuckerberg was trying to talk about when you, when you, when you Google something, right? And then you go on Facebook later and you see an ad for it. Yeah. Right. So he asked, he said, Mr. Zuckerberg, if I go on WhatsApp and I send somebody a message, right? And WhatsApp, just so everybody knows, is, is a messaging service that's 100% encrypted. Yeah. Right. So they don't gather any information on WhatsApp. Nobody gathers any information on WhatsApp. That's the point. That's Government the point. officials yeah. use WhatsApp. People in the military use WhatsApp. It's <clears> really me, popular that's... in people that have a family in foreign countries. Yes. That's the whole point, yeah. right? You don't have to have uh, like a phone number you can use the internet. Like it's so so we said like if I'm messaging somebody on WhatsApp and I'm talking about let's say the Black Panther, right? I don't know if that's what he said, but that's what I'm using. I think he did, actually. Right, so there you go. So if I'm talking about Black Panther, am I going to go on Facebook later and see an ad about Black Panther? And Mark Zuckerberg said, no, we don't gather any information from WhatsApp. And the guy was like, so if I go on WhatsApp and I type in Black Panther, you don't gather that information and then I'm not going to see an ad about it later. No. He said, no. We don't gather any information about WhatsApp. And he continued to try and reframe that, but didn't use a different component, like of a different technology as an example, right? Yeah. And like I said, that's a minute detail, but it's it's just to highlight a lack of understanding of the technology. Yeah, it's a really important detail. Doesn't even understand the difference is in WhatsApp and fucking Messenger. You know, if you're on fucking Facebook Messenger, you you may see an ad later about whatever you talked about, right? Yeah. I don't know. I, they didn't ask about that, but I would assume because it's it's a whatever, you know, it's just yeah. text messaging. It's not encrypted. It's whatever. But yeah. if you're on WhatsApp and you're talking about something, nobody's gathering information about that. It doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. It does not. And to yeah. to insist for so long that it does, yeah. is it just... It's, that was, I think, the... Not to take away from your, your your other three quarters, but that was a big problem during that Senate hearing. That was the big issue. So I think there was, for however many senators it was, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't that many, the disconnect between yes. you know, I mean, they should they didn't have any right to be on that committee and asking questions. The, is really what it comes down to. And that's the thing that I took away from that quarter. Right, is that it's okay that you don't understand that technology, right? That's fine Absolutely. because I don't expect my grandma to be able to ask Mark Zuckerberg about how the fuck Facebook works and how he's getting this information and all this bullshit, right? Yeah. I don't expect that. So somebody who is from my grandma's generation, I don't expect to to understand that, to be mm-hmm. able to ask him those questions. But that just means that, like you said, they're not the right person to be asking those questions, yeah. right? I think that's why, not to get off track again, yeah. but... The next day when we were talking to the House committees. It was way better. They knew what they were talking about yeah. so much more. And it was a totally different ball game. Way better. But like, so what about the other three quarters? Anything uh, so, in particular? Uh, yes. So there was another quarter that was insistent that Mark Zuckerberg sold people's information. Right. And. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's the verbiage that they continue to use. Right. Whether or not that's what they meant. Right. Because they probably would say, oh, well, I just mean, you know, 
in the long run, money was exchanged for information that you had, right? Yeah. And which is bullshit, right? I mean, that's true, but, but to, to, but to say that, that he way. sold it is not, yeah. it's not the truth, right? And so he explained the way that his ads work, right? And he's like, it's like when people come to us for ads, we don't sell them information. No. They tell us who they want to see the ad. And we take the money and we take the ad and we put it in the eyes of those people. Yeah. That company doesn't ever see the information. Bud Light doesn't see the information of the 21 to 45 year olds that it wants to sell alcohol to. You know what I'm saying? They just, they just see the money, you know? And yeah. so there's, like I said, another quarter of them are, that are trying to be insistent that yeah. that's what's going on, right? There's, you know, a third, a third quarter of them that, Continue to talk about his user agreement, right? That was and, a big one, too. And the information that's on there and whether it's, you know, which, which is the part that I think frustrated me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's because what your dissent was focused on. Yes. Because it was, they acted like Facebook was the only company that has a complicated user agreement, right? <laughs> which is bullshit. Because right? they all do. It's bullshit. They yeah. all do, right? And, Excuse me. I think it may have been Senator Kennedy who said yeah, that this he said that this user agreement is designed just to cover Facebook, not for the user, right? And my argument is yes, that is exactly what the user agreement is for, right? That's it's why not, it exists. It's there so that so that if you feel like something is going on, you can go through and read it. And if you feel like there's a lawsuit, you give it to a lawyer and they fucking read it, right? That's like the purpose. But I, yeah. But it's also there so that you can read it. That's why it's there in a hyperlink so that you can pull it up and you can read it if you want, right? Oh yeah. And I I understand that it's co- like written complicated, you know. And I'm not saying that like that that's that that's not shitty. But to act like they're the only company that's doing that, I think is um, disingenuous. Absolutely. And I don't agree with that. And Senator Kennedy also Senator Kennedy also told Mark Zuckerberg that he suggested that he go back home and rewrite oh, his Oh, I got his quote. quote. Right. I yes. want to try to do it in his southern accent. <laughs> what do you got? He said, uh, he said, I think, I don't have the first part, but it was like, to put it gently, your user agreement sucks. Yeah. He said, I'm going to go ahead and suggest to you that you take it back home and rewrite it. And tell your $1,200 an hour lawyers, no disrespect, they're good. Tell them you want it written in English, in non-Swahili. Yes, and I was like, which I was what? surprised that he, that he got that he said right. Yeah, um, just in how sensitive people fucking are now that yeah. like that that it was not a problem. I feel you like um, it was it might have been missed, but but yeah, it was interesting. Um, but and I don't have a problem with with them asking Mark Zuckerberg to rewrite the user agreement, right? And if if they all would have said to him, "Will you?" work with us to like spearhead the movement to have simpler user agreements so that people can read them. I'm fucking all on board and I'll totally agree with you that that's something that he could do. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but to try and act like he's the only one or that Mark Zuckerberg sat down and wrote this user agreement with the intent to deceive people, I think is deceptive in itself. And I, I think that that's wrong. Yeah. Right? I 100%. don't agree with that. I, I think that that's really, really wrong. That that's like a narrative that was, that was attempted to be pushed by anybody who's elected to, to lead this country. Mm-hmm. I think that's deceptive. And I'm going to piggyback off of that because 
I have thoughts on that. Yeah. But before we do that, the last quarter of people you think. There was a last quarter of the people that really understood what the fuck was going on. And understood that that kind of felt, I think, similar to I did, that Facebook is a really big company. Yeah, real it's big. It's a really, really big company. They do so right. much. And not that it's okay for people's information to be, like, sold and shit, you know? Um, but... And there's more to go with the user agreement shit when we go back to it. Um, yeah. That I forgot. But... Um, People, like I said, that understood what was going on and understood what the problem was and mm-hmm. were asking Mark Zuckerberg if he thought that he, that Facebook needed to be regulated. Yeah. Right. And kind of like, why, why should we let you regulate yourself? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When we kind of, when shit like this can happen and like you've, you've kind of been here a lot of times to like have discussions like this, not testifying in front of Congress, but apologizing for shit that's happened. Like there's yeah. been a lot of these different things. Like, why, you know, do you think that, that there needs to be some regulation? And Mark Zuckerberg said one time in, in particular, he said that he felt like the internet needed to be regulated, but it was dangerous to not find the right regulation. That's right. And he's like, yeah. and that's what he continues to say. Is, argue is I'm in favor of regulation if it's the right one. Kind of know? like a net neutrality type and of. Yeah. And you can take that two ways, right? If you think that Mark Zuckerberg is a piece of shit and that he's trying to sell people's information and you're pissed off because you feel like your information was stolen because you, you know, unfairly or whatever, and you feel like you were wronged, then you can take that to say that he's down for regulation that doesn't take money out of his pocket, you know, and doesn't, doesn't stop him from doing what he's doing. Or you can take it. As the guy who is too smart to even have a conversation with 44 people at one time. Because he's not a robot. He's not a douchebag. He's not a piece of shit. He's a guy that's on that tipping point that's too fucking smart that doesn't deal with people well. Yeah. There's a lot of people who think that he's a dick in his regular life. Because he doesn't deal with people well because he's too smart. Yeah, there's he's people part like of that, that probably spectrum we talked all, about last Exactly. Episode. All over the world. Yeah. That you want, There's a tipping point that so many people have talked about. Once you get too smart, you just don't relate to people anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark Zuckerberg, I think, and I don't know him personally. I don't, you know, all I know is just what I've seen in the public and what I specifically over these 11 fucking hours or whatever. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get to see a lot of the inner workings almost. How which he I listen, listen to all of it. The whole both days I listen to mm-hmm. all of it. <clears throat> and... I think that Mark Zuckerberg doesn't relate to people. He relates to computers. Yeah. That's what he fucks with is he feels really comfortable behind a computer making shit happen. Algorithms and code. So I don't, I think that he is, you know, like I said, I think that the other way you can take it is that Mark Zuckerberg is too smart to really fuck with that. And Mm -hmm. he just sees technology and sees the internet and understand what's going, understands what's going on and wants it to be safe, but also to be free. Yeah, I can see you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's how I took what he was saying. It's not that, you know, I don't want to be regulated. It's that I, I want things to be still good. You know, I don't I don't want to be regulated and then everything sucks. Yeah, I don't so. want regulations that ruin Facebook because nobody can have fun here anymore. Well, because I think you know? if you had regulations that hurt Facebook like that, they would be deep enough 
that they would affect the whole of the internet. Yeah. And that's a scary thing to think about. Like, right. It's the last thing in the world we want, the government to be involved in regulating what's on the internet. I'm okay with having a conversation like net neutrality where they regulate access. Yes. As long as it's, you know, the right type of regulation again. Yeah. And that's why I always get, I get kind of, you know, worried about call, calling for regulation within something. Because I'm just always afraid that because it's the government, it's probably not going to be the right type of regulations, and we're all going to end up worse off. Yeah, you know, how many, it's, it, it goes back to the: Do you want Apple to make your iPhone, or do you want the government to make your iPhone? Well, I want Apple to do it because I don't trust the government to build stuff. Yeah, you know, but yeah, and I think yeah. that it just depends who writes that regulation. You know, who is on that board and in that group of people that does that? Yeah. <clears throat> because I think that there is there's some people in there that. They'll really get what's going on. Now, do you think an answer, a possible solution to that would be think tanks, civilian run, government funded think tanks? I know that's a thing. Possibly. That I think be, that might be the best way you know, to get all your people MIT that, people. And, you yeah. know, and I don't want to be ageist or anything, but it, it's going to need to be younger people who think in a way of the internet and in a way of technology and it's not all just younger people because older people there are some older people who also think that way but just with younger people growing up with technology like this this prevalent this complicated yeah. you know it's like you almost want to have a a set standard like hey you have to know what you're talking about to this level right to even participate to in this conversation to have this conversation yeah because otherwise you'd just be bringing everybody back right yeah and it's not to shit anybody it's just to make sure that we got the right shit going on yeah you know? and i think that even just through those hearings you get yeah. an idea of that when the second day came around but um before have, we get to that yeah i was like you want to talk about that user agreement stuff more yes because i know I, I do so let me write that down solution right do you have a potential more um, solutions for that? Or? Idea. Because I mean, we can keep rolling with this for a minute. Um, we can come so back the only to other, just agreements. on the board, right, uh, that I'm thinking it would it would be some probably some people from like Silicon Valley, right, programmers mm -hmm. and some shit like that, probably. right? Probably. Then you'd also have to have some some heads of some companies that are really heavy into technologies, some Amazon, some fucking Jeff Bezos up in the bitch, you know, mm -hmm. some shit like that that are really on the edge of doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Whoever, Tim Cook, you know, whoever's running Apple and mm -hmm. like some shit like that are also in this, this think tank, you know, that. Well, I would also argue that because I think just to kind of like categorize it, I'm thinking heads of social media networks, mm -hmm. those companies, Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram, you know, all those people, wherever yeah. they're, and not even the ultimate subsidiaries like. YouTube has their own CEO and everything, but they're owned by Google and stuff. So I want, right. I want all those people there. And then when you're looking at uh, the entertainment platforms that are most dominant, like on YouTube, mm -hmm. I would say I would want some of the top five to 10 creators on YouTube, um, as long as they have a, you know, show a diverse amount of, you know, opinions and stuff like that. I don't want all one hard leftist minded or hard right minded people i want a good group of creators i think that that use and interact on those platforms right because that's some some deck level experience as we would call it in the military these are people that are on the ground that know the everyday issues not just you know the you know not just the black and white you know they mm -hmm. they they have more experience and uh so i think that would you definitely want to have that as well you know you can get people in, involved in the e-karma e-commerce 
you know, section of the internet, like you said, Jeff Bezos and some of the bigger people. Uh, who else off the top of my head? I'm trying to think. Another, you know, uh, PayPal. Is that Elon Musk? PayPal? He started on I know PayPal, he yeah. started. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, you know, big, the people that run, you know, the public sector of the internet, mm-hmm. you know, I think it'd be really important to have their point of views on how things should be run, you know, because. I'm sure you know, just as anything, like decisions made at the top at that thousand foot level don't always, you know, affect positive change down on the, on the bottom level. Right. But yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think if you're going to have that kind of conversation, we got to have people that know what they're talking about. And I don't know how necessarily you do mm-hmm. that, but you know, it, it's a, that's what I think makes it a tough decision, a tough thing to try to figure out. Because mm-hmm. it is complicated. Uh, but yeah, was that all you had on now? We can jump to user agreements. User. I think so. Yeah, we can go back to user agreements. Well, because that I think speaks to not just the Facebook issue. I mean, that's a anything and everything online. Uh, you know, they all have those terms of service and those end user agreements that you have to check. Yes. Before you have access to their platform, and it's all written in some. Some would call it uh, legalese, legal ease. Yeah, you know, it's just it's legal talk. It's hard to understand. It's it's hard to pick apart unless you're a lawyer and know how to do that. Which I understand. Yeah, but I mean, I don't understand legalese. I understand that idea. Yeah, that because ultimately that's what it's there for. You know, yes. you talked in your dissent, I think, about how, and then even on the Facebook post that you posted earlier, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a aspect of personal responsibility that yes. comes with making that decision, whether you check that box or not. Yeah. Just because it's a free service usually, um, which is why you have to check that half the time, but just because it's a free service and you check that box just to get access, you're still liable for the things that are in that. Like you right. signed that form, you know, just because you have to check it to use Facebook or to use Instagram. That's no excuse not to understand the user agreement, read it, or just understand that, like, I, I'm not going to read those things, but I understand right. I understand that when I click the button, I'm just opening the door to whatever. Yeah. It's and a if, game, like, in trust I'm willing to put. And if you're, if you're uncomfortable with not being able to, to read that, you know, then don't use it. Yeah. You know? But and you have if to be you, okay with saying no. And if you don't want to read it, right, because cause I would never say that I read all of the terms and conditions of the things that I use because I don't, right? But I, like you said, I do that knowing that if something happens later, like I've accepted that. I, yeah. I've accepted those terms and conditions. And if they can, if that company can prove to me that I accepted something in there later, you know, the terrible example I gave to my wife is if I sign a contract and it says that in five years someone can have our cats and they come here five years from now and take our cats and they show me a contract that I fucking signed that says that they can have them, what, what am do? I going to do? Yeah. What am I going to say, right? Because I can go and get a lawyer and I can try and get my cats, but if I said that you can have them, then what? Do, what? Yeah. You know, what do what you, you want me do? to do? And if you... And the other thing I was going to say is that... <clears throat> Mark Zuckerberg was very adamant about something that I think is very true, mm. that all the information that got passed around here is stuff that people put on Facebook themselves. You had to post it. You This is information that you put on there, yeah. right? It's not anything that Facebook went and stole from your computer or stole from your phone, right? 
It's things that people posted on Facebook themselves. Yeah. And he, people can't pass him about information being pushed through different apps and stuff like that. He said, every time you download a new app and use a new app and sign into it through your Facebook, you have to acknowledge that all that information will be passed through to the new app. Yep. Right. At that point, we have to move your information. We have to share it mm-hmm. or else you can't use the app through Facebook. Right. <clears throat> and if you don't know what that means, Every time you go somewhere and you can sign up, right? Or you can sign, sign in, in through Facebook. Google. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sign in through Google or sign in through Facebook. Yep. That's what you're doing. You're that's- signing in through a new app through Facebook that is allowing them to share your information with that app. Right. Which there are and- perfectly good reasons to do. Yes. And then there's also the financial reasons behind it because that's what keeps Facebook free. Yes. But, but to, but to then act like the information was stolen. Is it's again? It's deceptive. It's ludicrous. You know what I'm saying? All of that you you put that on there. Anything that was stolen from you, quote unquote, you put on there. Mm-hmm. You it, gave that to Facebook. And I think it's important here to to separate the Cambridge Analytica scandal. That yes, is what kind of brought all this stuff to the forefront because that's that is different. Yes, because it was kind of a backdoor loophole they took advantage of versus and they lied about why they were taking the information exactly. And that's that's where that scandal comes in. But the, yes. it's all come back around to Facebook, which I went off in my dissent about, you know, how is this a bigger issue than the Equifax breach? Absolutely. Which affected more people. And, With and a, a, bigger information. Yeah, bigger, more dangerous information. But everybody just stopped talking about that. I mean, who wants to talk about, uh, talk about Equifax? Right. I do. <laughs> I don't yeah. want my Social Security number floating around out there and credit card information and all that. That's terrible. That's insane. To think that one of the three mega corporations that controls your financial life in America can get away with something like that, and the CEO can still retire with an eighteen million dollar pension. Yeah. But Facebook now is under the gun because that was the platform that it happened on. Well, actually, different. I'm confusing it, but the Cambridge Analytica was through Facebook, and Equifax right. was on its own. But, but to go back to those user agreements, it's all bullshit. It's yeah, I feel like it's people that don't understand the game again. It's like when you sign that, when you click that box, I mean, you have to understand what you're doing. Right. You don't have to necessarily understand what's in it because nobody does. But you need to understand that when you check that box to use Facebook, you're opening yourself up to a number of things that you couldn't even possibly imagine. Yeah. And so it's, do you have enough trust in that company to do that or not? And that's... You were talking earlier about the sign-in with Facebook, sign-in with Google. Yeah. Like, every single app that I use, I never do that. Mm-mm. Unless it's, it's like a, you know, for Google, it's it's pretty easy because things like the YouTube, it's they're tied together. They're owned by the same company. Of course, right. it's going to happen anyways. But, like, I have a different individual login for Facebook and Instagram. Like, those are all, all that specific stuff. accounts that I made. Yep. Because... Get different I, emails for all of them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And it just... To not understand that, and if I'm 30 years old and I understand that, and I'm behind the game in the social media world, yeah, how, I don't know, I feel like my representatives should know how that stuff works too. But yeah, that's, and it's a she complicated issue because if you, if you change how Facebook does their user agreements, yeah, you're actually changing how all user agreements have to be written at that point. 
because it can't and, just be for Facebook. It needs to be for everything and anything. And that's what I was saying is like I would. That's why I would be fine if if they had said to him like we would like you to work with us to lead a campaign of yeah. companies writing you know simplifying their user agreements yeah. which I'm was on board yeah. i think that that's great you know but to say that mark zuckerberg should because people are up in arms about it because of information that they willingly put on there yeah you know there was also people that were trying to grill him because he also insisted that that you own the information that you put on Facebook and that you can delete it at any time and you can do whatever you want with it, right? Yeah. And so I wish I could remember which senator it was, but he said, uh, well, I'm not making any money off of my information. Right? Yeah, that was towards the end. What do you mean, that. you know, how, how do I own it if you're the only one making money, right? Yeah. To which I say you can sell your information. You yeah. can take your personal information and go and do like all types of surveys and shit like that, but you're going to get 20 bucks because nobody cares about what one person has to say. Mm -hmm. That's why you're not getting money because if you did, it would be a negligible amount of money. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't matter. Couple decimals of pennies. And because in that user agreement that you signed, it said that he could do that. You know? Yep. I, like, yeah. the, the problem here is not what he did. It's that people took it from him and lied about why they lied about why they got it, yep. right? And then sold it afterwards, right, to somebody else, right, which he had nothing to do with. Yep. And then didn't delete it after he found out. And I mean, now, like I said, I'm not saying that he didn't make any mistakes because he chose not to tell people about it, right? Yeah, that was sketchy. When Kamala Harris was grilling him, because that was one of the people that yeah, she, she lit him up. <clears throat> she grilled his ass, right? Yep. And she deservedly so. She got him enough, and you know worked him around and made him admit that there was a conversation within Facebook where they decided not to tell people that it, what had happened, yeah. you know, when they found out about it. And that's dark. You know, that is a problem. That's that another, is not good. Yeah, that's another know? thing that speaks to the same Equifax situation. Right. It was the same problem. These things happen. And then these companies like, well, what do we do? And then, you know, there's a whole team of lawyers going, well, do we have to tell them? Get right. into the user agreement. Do we have to tell them we right away? Have to disclose this. Yeah, and then and usually by the time that they figure it out, they go, "Oh, okay, yeah, we do. Crap, yeah. we got we got to say something." But yeah, I mean, it's to me, this feels like growing pains. Yeah, this is internet growing pains. It's so new, especially what we perceive now as the internet is still so new. You know, we may not be crawling on the on the floor anymore. Yeah. Actually, I'd say we were. You know, when we were growing up, when it was dial-up and all this stuff, we were just a baby that would sit down and couldn't really move around very right. much and, like, fall over. But now we might be crawling. Yeah. But, man, we got a long way to go. The shit's, I think this is yeah. growing pains. We're trying to figure out societally what we want the internet to look like and what we yeah. want the rules to be. What makes us comfortable. Yeah. You know, what fucking scares us and yeah. what's not good for us and, you know, too much exposure, too little exposure, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> it's... And I think it, what it, it really, like the most responsible way to to go forth from here is to put personal responsibility at the top, to give people the you know the benefit of the doubt that again that they know what they're doing, for the most part, and because otherwise you take the risk of suppressing people. Right. And that's that's what always scares me about regulation. It's like well I, somebody's going to screw it up, and it's going to be written in a way that a judge can do this or that you know, they can. For whatever legal reason, finagle it. Yeah, and so yeah, I think it's it's just I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel something's going to happen within 
I don't think any short period of time. Um, just especially due to the nature of how Congress is built these days and how, you know, the legislation, the you know, whole legislative branch is, is run and how dysfunctional it is. Well, Lindsey Graham but, asked Mark Zuckerberg to propose legislation. Yeah, so I know. So will you come to us with legislation like that you think will work? Like, we don't know what to do. Will you fucking help us, you know? Yeah. After he, he asked him, this was probably the best thing that Mark Zuckerberg said all day. Lindsey Graham said, you don't think that, like, he asked him, was asking him about alternatives that people have to Facebook, you mm-hmm. know? And Mark Zuckerberg was like, well, there are different companies that overlap with Facebook in different ways, you know? And, yep. and Lindsey Graham was, his point was that maybe Mark Zuckerberg has a monopoly, right? And he asked him, he said, you don't think that you have a monopoly? And Mark Zuckerberg said, it certainly doesn't feel that way to me, you yeah, know, because <laughs> he's fighting all the time, which I thought was really funny. And I, I understood, but I disagreed with because if he had a monopoly, right, then he wouldn't be buying Instagram. He wouldn't yeah. be buying WhatsApp. He tried to buy Snapchat, you know, yeah. that's why there's Facebook live. That's why there's Facebook stories. That's why there's all these different parts of Facebook is because he didn't innovate a lot of that shit. No. Right. A lot of that shit other people made. And he was like, I need to get on that. And if you couldn't buy him, then he made his own. And that's you know? the way Silicon Valley works. And that's, and so when, when Jordan and I were talking about, when my wife and I were talking about, she said, I think it's fucked up. That he's being shit on for being like a technological capitalist. Yeah. Like he's played this. Oh my God, you're going to love this. I'm so happy I just remembered this because you're going to be so impressed. She said, she said, he Kobayashi marooed the system. Oh, like he played the system and now they're mad. They're mad that he won. Like he beat the game. He's like, listen. I own shit and I run shit and I got lots of money and my company does all this stuff and maybe I fucked up, but where are you going to go? Yeah. You know, you can go to all your other platforms. You can hashtag delete Facebook, hashtag fuck Facebook, hashtag fucking kill Mark Zuckerberg, whatever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You're still going to come back here. You're, I'm still going to get paid at the end of the day. You know, he played the fucking system. He won capitalism. Like that's what he just did, but it's a and different now, way. You know, we, we've seen in the it's past. It's not the super traditional way. Yeah, and people are pissed off about it, and I think that's trash. Like it is. you can't hate. He, don't hate the player. Hate no, the game. He figured out that maybe I should change it up a little bit. You know, and that's how I'll fucking win. And that's what he did. You yeah. know. Oh yeah, and that's. I think it's. I mean, you think the. Facebook Live that we take advantage of. Yes. Like, the only reason that's there is because I think <coughs> it probably all stemmed... Nah, Periscope, man. Periscope, yeah. They Periscope started it. Twitch. Do they own, I don't, does I Facebook don't, own Periscope now? Or I did think they? maybe. I don't remember. I think they might. Yeah. Um, but, like, but the only reason that stuff exists is because it was the nature of capitalism in the tech industry... That has brought us things like the modern day Facebook, the modern day Instagram. The reason those platforms are so polished and so good for the most part, I mean, there's always going to be issues, but it's because they're constantly trying to out compete each other. You know, look at the Twitter game. The Twitter Twitter game is Twitter owns Periscope. Okay. Good to know. Sorry. That's good. And then even within, there's not as much competition there, but even within like the Patreon circles, subscription-based, you know, revenue systems that get you away from AdSense and stuff. Yeah. There's a little bit of competition in there, but there's always somebody like Patreon who's going to have the upper hand because for whatever reason, usually because they have more money, they've been ahead of the 
curve. They can buy other companies that are doing the innovation, and then they get to fund that innovation for themselves, ultimately making more money for them and ultimately making the platform a better place. Yeah. And I think you could see a, a system that's not working in YouTube because it's being run. I mean, it, I don't know. YouTube is really complicated. You know, and if you watch somebody like Philip DeFranco, you get to you get and a Dave good Rubin. inside look. Yeah, and Dave Rubin especially. Right. He's got a big demonetization problem. That's so crazy. Which is insane. I think it's so crazy. Yeah. Because he is not I'm sorry, I don't no, no, you're you good. can continue. I don't want to derail you. We can like carry this afterwards if you if well, I, I think didn't that's already a good, fuck up your That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. You have somebody that's so for lack of a term, white bread, you know. He's yes. so wonderbred. Yes. He's you know, he's not provocative at all he has a range of guests on ranging from far left to far right to very middle of the ground to hardcore libertarian to an open anarchist yeah you know i mean it's and he's he's interested in the ideas that they all have because he like us want to understand the other point of view like what about anarchism makes this guy an anarchist because when i think about anarchy i'm like no thanks that sounds terrible and scary and mad max comes to mind yeah but for whatever reason he thinks it's a better system and so he advocates for it i forget who it was and it's kind of killing me but he was incredibly interesting that was a really good interview but yeah people like him get demonetized and i think it's because all these growing pains that all these social media platforms are doing youtube is experienced too but they're taking a much different approach mm-hmm. and it's not working out so well especially on the creator side a lot of people are suffering and it's ultimately doing the whole platform harm and i think it speaks to the to the differences behind how google is run and how things like facebook and twitter are run mm-hmm. because you know it's just too big that google corporation the alphabet corp i think is what it's called um you know they run everything kind of a weird hybrid of like the new tech companies and then kind of a weird mix of the old capitalist corporations and so they're kind of a weird mix and i think they're kind of falling behind on some of this stuff yeah but it's just i mean it's interesting to look at i'll, I'll say that and again when you're getting down to that user agreement yeah to take it all back yeah, you got to understand what happens when you click the button. Yeah, that's the hardest thing that I had. Like you said, was just the the dissolution of responsibility that was implied from that. I thought was really disgusting. You know, I really like and, how you put that. And it's the same the same thing that happened when the lawyers from Facebook and Twitter and Google testified in front of Congress that they asked one of the like the lawyer from Facebook, well, what do you think? Your responsibility is in disseminating information to people to make sure that they're not seeing things that are fake. Yeah, that's uh, fake news angle. And I don't think angle. that that's Facebook's job really hardly at all. Yeah. You know, you should see shit that is not like blatant hate speech and, and the shit that they talk about now. But it's totally up to you to make sure that what you're reading and what you're taking in as media is true. Right? That's on you. Like, Couldn't agree more. And if it wasn't your responsibility, then things like the onion wouldn't be able to exist. Yeah, right. right? Uh, because the onion. they'll take something that like starts as, as the truth and spin it into something crazy, which can be fun to read and it's entertaining and it's awesome. Yeah. But also things like the, the Inquirer and like shit like that, like really crazy, like the, the tabloid shit that yeah. you buy. 
you know, the, like that's what it's called, right? Is the Inquirer? Yeah. You know, I don't want to blast the anybody. National Enquirer. If that's yeah, whatever, you know. But the tabloids, like that's what that shit is. Yeah. It's it, they take a, a a seed of a story, you know, and oh, twist yeah. it into a fucking just whole bush of something crazy. I was gonna go and, beanstalk, but that works. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I just, I cannot believe that there are people that are that are leading this country that that think that you know that it is not up to the people taking in that information to and i don't i'm not saying that people should be able to say whatever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. right because there's some shit that you know libel laws and like bullshit like that that Mm -hmm. you can't just fucking slander people you know you shouldn't be able you know what i'm saying there's there's some shit that that i obviously will concede to but i'm talking about like news and shit if you're like they talked about in that hearing, right? That there was a Black Lives Matter page, a fake one, that had more followers than the real Black Lives Matter page, mm-hmm. right? That's a problem. And that you happens know? all the time. All the time, right? And that's shitty, mm-hmm. you know? That's something that's your responsibility, not fucking Mark Zuckerberg or anybody at Facebook. If you. Or Jack Conte on Twitter. You know, it's, that's nobody's. Nobody's responsibility, yep. but your own, to make sure. That's why. That's why those things are verified. That's why people say, who are legit are yeah. verified. That's you know, why they, the blue they, check came from. They do their diligence. This this they one's real. To. Yeah. And if you don't find the one that's real, that's your fucking problem. Yeah. Because that know, was that is your responsibility. To go back to what created that, I mean, you had I remember an era on Twitter when it was first around, where you had those those cases where the real whoever. That's why there's a lot of those old old ones where it says like the real Donald Trump. Yes, you know, it's because there's there was so many phony accounts that went up and people couldn't tell who was what. Like they realized as a company, like, hey, this is a good idea for us to do. It'll help weed out some of the problems. Yeah, and that was something they did on their own because they knew that their audience demanded that, and that's much different than having you know calling for legislation to do that. Right. I mean, this was something that the company did good because it was good for them and for their users. Yeah. And even though there's still problems with that, that that was a step in the right direction, I feel. And however that's been mismanaged since is, well, whatever. We can talk about that later. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I think that's a perfect example of a company. Yeah, the verified accounts. And I don't, and I don't love the lifestyle of people who make money on social media by making up fake shit, you know? But if you start to, like they said, disseminate that information so you're only seeing shit that's true, then you're taking money out of people's pockets, right? And that's anti-capitalistic. And Mm -hmm. that is it's like totally against what the what the fuck congress and the government is supposed to stand for yeah. you know that's that's ruining a whole industry as like n- not cool as it is it's not fucking illegal you know mm-hmm. unless you're going to go out of your way and make it illegal yeah. you know and then you're taking like i said taking money out of people's pockets who aren't doing shit but just making stuff up you know? yeah and that, i'm going to i'm going to hate myself cuz i don't remember the country but they just uh there was a a company in the like the south pacific or i can't honestly remember which one it was but uh I want to say Malaysia, maybe, uh, but they passed laws against uh, spreading and creating of fake news. Yeah. And we've seen that go the wrong way real fast. And that's the stuff that scares me about you, like like hate speech laws and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it it all speaks to the same core principle, which is you have to trust that people can tell what's bullshit and what's not. Well, and like, you have to if, do your due diligence as a citizen to make sure you're 
informed, not just reading clickbait headlines. Right. And, like, who's going to decide that? Because if you have a president like ours who's saying that the New York Times and the Washington Post fake are fake news. news, you know, then what are you supposed to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. if you if you pass a fake news law in America and then Donald Trump is there to decide what's fake news, what the fuck do you have? Yeah. Fox and Fox and Friends? It's Holy exactly shit. exactly why we can't have laws like that. And it's up to us as a society to figure out our own rules. And, you know, you can do that through things like the social media companies by demanding change. Yes. And that way, at least if it does go wrong, it's not enshrined in law. And you can't start, like, the government can't start snatching people up. Yeah. But, or suppressing speech or whatever. And when people started to leave Facebook, that's when they changed everything around. You know, when there was all this uproar. And most of the stuff that, 95% of the things that senators were like, well, do you think you should be able to do this? You know, do you think you should be able to delete your data whenever you want? Do you think you should be able to do yeah. this? He's like, we already do that. We do that. You can already there's do two that. Ways like, to there's do already, that. you can already do that. Yeah, and there's already like, an application for that. Like, <laughs> you know, and you're right. It's, it's not because it didn't take him going to Congress to do it. It took people leaving and saying, fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck Facebook for him to be like, all right, listen, listen, listen. If you want all your data, here it is. Yeah. You know, if you don't want us to have this, here it is. You want to delete it? Here it is. You want to do this? Here it is. Mm-hmm. Here's everything. We're going to tell everyone about it because holy shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> pump the brakes, guys. Yes. You know, that's why all that's already done. And I'm. You know, I'm not like all the time free market. Let's fucking do everything free market. Word. Like, you know, <laughs> in this case, he the man is he's playing the game exactly like you want him to. Mm-hmm. What the fuck do you want from him? It's like a business you know? model based around the idea of free speech. Shit's crazy. I don't. I don't get it. I think that's fucked up. You know that. Yeah. That he is all he's doing is playing the game. Yeah. You know, and he is. Ju- they are just trying to fuck him. And there are people who are being misled by by members of congress that think that he's selling information and that he's got all this money you know from that and that he owns their information and all this shit all this stuff that isn't true and i think that's fucked up i think that's really wrong yeah you want to talk about hashtag fake news that's just that's perpetuating a quote-unquote fact that is based off of unfactual evidence yes or no evidence at all just hearsay trash dude it's just it's disgusting to watch yeah i will give you that for sure yeah and that was just the first fucking day yeah and the second day i don't think second day was much better it was Uh, much better the second day was much 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 better i didn't spend anywhere near as much time um like frustrated you know (laughs) yeah um i have some stuff written down about it we can hit it pretty quick yeah because there's Um, we got the other big big stuff i'll i'll school you on the yeah, the serious stuff. Um, I learned that last year the FCC did away with privacy and security regulations on the internet. Um, like not all of them, but they did away with some privacy and security regulations on the internet that people in in Congress were asking for when Mark Zuckerberg was there. Hmm. And I don't remember if it was him or another congressman that pointed it out, but. Is that separate from net neutrality laws that were? Uh, yes, they were separate okay. from that. Um, that's but, interesting. Yeah, be curious what that's all about. Yeah, I didn't look any more into it, but I had I had written it down, um, so I heard yeah. it during the. Well, because that's a deep dive, man. For people that don't understand, yes. like to really dig into legislation. Oh man, you're talking like. I understand why all these these senators and representatives have massive staffs because the amount of research it takes. Good lord. Yeah. Like, man, I got a day job, bro. Another reason why we went to fewer topics, right. deeper dives. 
Right. So, yeah. So, that's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, the... <clears throat> excuse me. The second day was much better. Mm-hmm. The the House of Representatives seemed to have a much better understanding of kind of what was going on and a little bit more what the problem was, you know? Yeah. Um, there was some of the same stuff, but not anywhere near as much. I get that. And I think... I don't remember, but to, to shout out to our representative, I got... I actually kind of submitted a, a question or a series of questions to our representative yeah and uh got in touch with their office and i got in touch with their dc office and they were really really good about answering my questions and i uh i uh the questions i asked were all based around that omnibus budget bill and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it they pointed me to an op-ed article that uh our representative Derek kilmer put in time magazine and a couple other articles that he wrote on his uh, official government page, and uh, so I'm going to be digging through those, and I'll probably I'll do a dissent on some of that stuff because I think it speaks to a lot of good, uh, just kind of general governmental reform yeah. budgeting stuff. It, it was it's really interesting, and I'm, I was very very happy to hear back from them, and they were very. I was kind of surprised. It's one of the first times I've directly reached out to a representative or the office or whatever, and. It was. I was very, very happy with the process and the information that I got back, and they were incredibly open. And uh, yeah, but I'm gonna just a sneak preview. I'm gonna do the my descent. I think next week on that or this week. Um, Word. I'm, yeah, I'm interested cool. to hear. But uh, yeah, we talked about the Facebook stuff and the hearings. Did you uh, have another story you wanted to bring up? Um, want to hit Syria real quick or? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can talk about fucking Syria. Because the Syria thing is pretty quick because there's not a whole lot of news to cover on it. The um, Pompeo confirmation hearing happened oh, the next day. Oh, yeah, the we Pompeo. We can talk about that if That'll you want. be good. <clears throat> yeah, because that's so, really important, man, especially given what's going on yeah. in Syria, North Korea, Russia, China, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, Friday, Friday night, uh, the U.S. launched a strike against Syria jointly yes. with our allies, the U.K. and France. Targeting three different facilities, one in, oh man, Damascus, I think is the, yeah, the city name, the capital, and then uh, two, I guess, on one of the suburbs of Damascus, home, H-O-M, uh, I think there was two separate ones there, all targeted at chemical weapons storage facilities or, or some kind of facility and headquarters, I think, yeah. based around the, the chemicals they believe were used in the attack um, earlier this week. I think that was Monday, I want to say. But uh, yeah, that was big news coming over, and the President Trump did make a he addressed the people in a about eight minute long speech, which I'm not going to read the transcript, but I highly recommend everybody pull it up. It was one of his better speeches I felt. It was a good one. I haven't watched. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. I, I he was very I hate using that word presidential, but also that means he just didn't go off teleprompter. Mm-hmm. But it was a very well written speech. He spoke to you know. The he spoke to Russia directly, um, asking them to kind of think about who their friends are and basically be like, hey, don't be afraid to you know join the West. We're we're good people, man. Like, we'll f- we we want to be on good terms with you. Let's not make this the the deciding factor. Like, we can we can talk about this stuff, and then uh, also talked about you know the. The targeted strikes and you know shout out to the troops and our allies and what mm-hmm. they're doing and but it was a really well 
rounded speech hit on a lot of good things, and I highly suggest everybody check it out. But uh, just looking at, I mean, what happened around that all week, the talk on pretty much every news network, anything was, you know, because Trump had those tweets basically threatening Russia because one of their defense ministries had said had threatened that they would shoot down any incoming yeah. rock strikes and stuff like that. And, uh, they even... They also... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. They also said Russia's official position, right? These... Cause I don't know if you said or not. I'm sure you did. But these, mm-hmm. these strikes were in response to the use of chemical weapons on... The people in Syria, yeah, right? Yeah, civilians. Uh, yeah. Um, Via the, the Bashar al-Assad yes, regime, so the yeah. government. Um, official Russian position, right, as of last weekend and this week was that um, the rebels in Syria mm-hmm. right, had obtained chemical weapons and they reported before the, before the chemical weapons happened, right, before the attack happened, that the rebels had... Had achieved, had received chemical weapons, and they were going to stage a false flag operation, yeah, in order to draw America into a battle with Syria, yeah. And so then, after it happened, right, Russia said, "We fucking told you, like that's what this is. It's a false flag operation. It was the rebels, you know. It's the rebels Assad which we're already backing. Assad wouldn't do this. Like he wouldn't do it, you know, yeah, even he though do he did it almost exactly a year ago. And I think that I read in that article." Last night, 50 times since 2011, um, you know, since the Civil War began that he's Mm -hmm. used chemical weapons. So I don't know why. Well, and that's the diplomatic rhetoric being thrown around. When you look at Trump's speech, and I even watched uh, uh, Prime Minister of the UK, um, Theresa May, did Mm -hmm. a short. I think it was like five minutes. But they, the crux of their decisions in the speech to, to do, to carry out this strike was all based around the fact that they had evidence that they were using chemical weapons. And yeah. it, since World War One, something hit, Trump hit on, like, we have banned the use of chemical weapons as, you know, as a global society. Yeah. You know, civilized nations have banned the, the use of chemical weapons because they are just too terrible. And, and so you have a lot of international backlash because of that coming from the UN and coming from, you know, the West mostly. But, uh, I mean, it, they even touched on how, uh, even in world war two, I mean, you think about the gas chambers and stuff like that, but on the actual battlefield, I don't, I'm going to have to, I hate myself now because I'm a big history buff, but I don't think chemical weapons were really used on the battlefield in world war two. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but I think as a general, goings on it it wasn't used um, i could be wrong about that so don't hold me to it but yeah i don't know but anyways generally speaking from world war one after that we decided this is not okay anymore and that was you know they they hit on that a lot during their speeches because that's the grounds they're using to justify interfering in the stuff that yeah which i think is i mean i'm 100 percent on board <laughs> with it because yeah you can't do that man and i think for you know, because like you said, Putin did come out and and say like, well, this is just a false flag. Like, yeah. No, no, man, no. We know this guy. He's been around long enough. We know his game. Yeah. Yeah. This, and this happened. And this article in the New York Times does say that um, 
The Syrian government has been accused of using banned chemical arms at least 50 times since the country's civil war began in 2011. And that's from the NYT. That's the New York Times. It's good. So, and I mean, yeah, and they're not like you know, raw, raw, raw warmongers. Nikki Haley said that. Oh, Nikki Haley. So this, sorry, oh, I'll read the whole paragraph at the United Nations. Nikki R. Haley. The American ambassador to the world body accused the Syrian government of using banned chemical weapons at least 50 times since the country's civil war began in 2011. Yep. And so. Yeah, that's. And, and there's nothing really to say other than that because now it's just we're waiting to see what happens now. <clears throat> I, mean, I think it was the defense minister of Russia, one of the. There were some big generals that came out last week, and those were the ones that were talking about the false flags. Oh, yeah. Um, but Yeah, somebody, I think it was the Russian defense minister, said that um, Syrian air defenses shot down 71 out of 103 cruise missiles heading for military installations using antiquated Soviet technology. So he's trying to, like, bump up the fact that they shot down some missiles. And, like Is I said, we don't know anything. Number? That's well. This is coming from the Russian defense yeah. minister, so this well, is all I'm propaganda just, I'm just based. I'm like, yeah, but that's what. That's interesting. Um, I mean, this is from an article from the Guardian. Yeah, but I mean, it was a direct. I like the Guardian. It was a direct quote. So, as salacious as they can be, it is what it is, and I don't. I wouldn't put it past, you know, the Russian defense minister to get up there and start, you know, spouting all the propaganda just like Putin did. But. So that's their story as of right now. I'm I'm really curious to see how RT is going to run with this yeah. over the week, because their perspective is always really interesting. Yeah, this just says that at least as far into this article as I am that mm-hmm. um, warplanes and ships from the United States, Britain, and France launched more than 100 missiles at three chemical weapons storage and research facilities near Damascus and homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we won't Donald really Trump, know for sure. Until Donald Trump said a perfectly executed strike last night. Absolutely. Thank you to France and the United Kingdom for their wisdom and the power of their fine military. Could not have had a better result. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. That's what he said. Yeah, so we'll, all week, we're just going to, we're going to be sitting back, paying attention to possible fallout, if any, what happens. You never know. Ooh, Nikki Haley said the United States is locked and loaded. <laughs> she locked is locked and loaded to strike again. I love Nikki Haley. She Shit's is a character, there. man. She is not afraid to get up on the podium at the UN and talk some shit. Jordan doesn't like our two first names. <laughs> I have a friend that has two first names. Yeah. He's like one of my favorite people. It's bad news sometimes. To this, I met him in the military, and in the military, we call everybody by our last names for the most yeah. part. So just hence Offy. But uh, his last. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to say his name, but. Uh, he has two first names, mm-hmm. and because his last name is a first name, and I always used to call him that, even it's though we've both been him. out the military for years, I still call him that. Well, that's and so I funny. I feel like that's pretty common for just from watching, like my father-in-law interact with people, mm-hmm. people who are in the military for a long time, just call people they served with by their last name. You yeah, know? like that's that's pretty that's pretty common. Yeah, that's yeah. just after so many years that's just, just get used to it yeah yeah especially that person you know and because that's how you get introduced to him that's how you talk to him every day you know yeah just because you have a different job you know mm-hmm. like, it was the weirdest thing for me when i first got out was people started calling me colin yeah and i was like well no don't do that and i got more and more people turned on like my my nickname mm-hmm. my historic nickname that's came with my father and I, i'm guessing that it was his father before him too my grandfather but uh, I'm carrying that with me now. That's why everybody calls me Offie. 
Well, and like, I mean, like I said, the only place that people call me Don is, is work. You know, yeah. I know before I worked there, nobody ever called me that. I know my mom was very adamant about not me not having nicknames. Mm-hmm. My name was Donovan. Yeah. And that's, that's how I introduce myself to people. That's what I go by. You know, that's like how I fill out all my everything. Like my name is Donovan. That's how I identify mm-hmm. myself. Um, well, that's, I feel a little guilty too, because I just, like, that's just how you just always did it. And that's like, and because we work together, like, you know, it's, that's how you like were introduced to me, you know, mm-hmm. because that's how all that's what all the rest of the boys call me is is Don. So yeah. I don't, you know, whatever, you know, it, it's whatever. I don't. And people that you know that um, like Morgan and shit, like she also calls me Don, and I don't. Oh yeah, because she was introduced to me through you, and, and I time, always do that too. I always when, default to like, oh yeah, hey, well, and any time. And anytime you guys are talking, you know, about me, that's what you're going to say is, oh, well, Don and I were talking about yeah. this or like Don said <laughs> this. And so that's, that is totally how she's going to pick it up. So it's not, you know, not something I would correct anybody on, but I also wouldn't introduce myself that way. Yeah. Like, like when I did meet them at PF fucking Chang's or whatever we were mm-hmm. at, you were like, you were like, oh, this is Don. And I said, my name is Donovan. Like yeah, when I bad. shook Jake's hand and when I shook, Mo- and no, and I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it doesn't upset me because I'll call you Donovan if you want. No, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> and that's like for this, you know, Don and Offy just rolls better. It's just a, it's better than calling rolls off the tongue. Like, yeah. It, it just works a little bit better. So it's not something that I mind, you know, one day if we're famous, there's going to be a million people that know me as Don. So I'm just going to have to just get comfortable with it. You know, I feel like that's partly my fault. Yeah. I have a huge hand in that. Just is what it is. You know, people who like all my, you know, all my social media and shit also is Donovan. So anybody who goes on there will be like, well, yeah. So that's true. Even your seldomly used Instagram. That's even Donovan. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. is. Right. Yeah, Yeah. I'm getting better at that one too. Props to you, man, because I understand the struggle. Yeah. And to have, like, an active presence. I've been trying to take more pictures while we're doing this. Me too. And actually, I was, your wife's sitting in today behind me. I was going to, I was about to call her and be like, hey, baby, I need my phone. Mm -hmm. I got to take pictures too. Because that's what we like to do is take pictures during the, during the, during the cast. Because it's just fun to, thank you, sweetheart. It's fun to post uh, a couple videos already. Nice. Of you, they always do really well too. Yeah, the the, dog the last one uh, did very well, and I think it's because it had my beautiful face written all over it. You know, <laughs> good angles over here. That's what I figured out. Hey, this is my good angle. Yeah. Okay, I've always wondered what's my good From angle. Like a little bit, like a little bit up yeah. like that. You know. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, we can lead into Mike Pompeo, right? What were we talking yeah. about before that? The strikes. Yeah, we did strike Zuckerberg action. I had something. Pompeo's big. I had something that was going to tie those things together. Um, was it Paul Ryan? No. No. Michael Cohen? No. AKA the Fixer. That's what I call him now. <laughs> um, no, but Mike Pompeo had his confirmation hearing on Thursday after. Yeah, he's up for Secretary of State. Yes, after all the Zuckerberg stuff happened. Yeah, that was um, an interesting one. I got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. It, it was it was good. It was interesting. Like yeah, he said um, he got kind of grilled about a lot of different stuff. You yeah, know, he did. there was I like to say generally when there's a confirmation hearing, there's like a bunch of people who suck that person's dick, 
Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of people who are trying to kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Who, and then there's some people who just ask some questions and just try and get to know the guy and like yeah. see what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. But that's because maybe they just don't have any preconceived notions or anything about that guy. Like they just yeah. don't know about him. They're like, you hey, know? let me just find out what's going yeah, on. Yeah. So they're just, they're just taking the temperature of the room, you know? Which I think is healthy. Yes. Instead of going into those things with pre, you know. Uh, pre-perceived notion, pre-notion, whatever. Preconceived. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If they already judged him and yeah. found him guilty. Yeah. Like, oh, it's come not on. good. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty good. He got, he got grilled on a couple of things, like some shit that he said about Muslims and gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like his personal views on. It was back in like 2013. Um, I want to say. Yeah. It wasn't one that of the, long ago. One of the things that, that somebody came at him for was. Saying that Muslim people had like an extra responsibility to, oh, yeah. like to report like terrorist activities and stuff like that, right? And so when he got asked about it, he said, Well, maybe like let me reframe it that maybe responsibility is not the right word, but like they have like a more opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Which I would argue is maybe not any better. No, than, none of it's good. You can't say that it. they have more responsibility. Yeah. You know, um, so I can get where somebody might I could come like that. I can understand what you're saying, but yeah. that is not but a correct that. way no. to look at a community that you are, tr- as a member of the government, are trying to actively convince people that they're no different than anybody else. And that you should not be Islamophobic and that you should be comfortable around people who subscribe to that faith, you know? Uh-huh. Like, that's a da- just just a dangerous ideal to, like, it's a dangerous seed to plant. Yeah, it it goes against the, the golden rule of treat others as if you are, like, you would want to be treated. Well, and it's, it's stuff like that that people can take, whether it's the media or... Um, like white supremacist groups, you know, they can take that and say it's a fucking dog whistle, right? The media will dog say that's whistle. a dog whistle. That this guy is saying that you know Muslims are shitty and fuck them and all this stuff. And people who are in white supremacist groups or something can be like, see, he can't say that Muslims are shitty, but he, that's what he's saying without saying it because he's not allowed to say it, you know. And that's what they do. That's what they try and take. And so even, even if you. Look at it from the side of it's just a slip of the tongue. You know, Mike Pompeo just said some stupid shit. It still is a dangerous thing to say because of the way that it can be taken. Especially if you're going to be up for Secretary of State. Yes. Chief diplomat to the world, you know, among many other things. But that's still who you are. I mean, before you have your regular ambassadors, if it's anything that's, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say worthwhile, but if it's a big enough issue. Yeah, if it's a real heavy issue. You're going to be dealing with the directly with the Secretary of State. Absolutely, you know, and that's what makes it so important. Is and especially with the possible meetings uh, between the U.S. and North Korea. Yeah, like something you got to be very, very careful of. And Secretary of State is also really important in this Syria situation because, you know, if you're going to have any kind of communication with the government, you have to have a Secretary of State that, you know, that is positively perceived around the world never hurts to be on good terms with people personally mm-hmm. when you're looking at uh, diplomatic relations between two nations and uh oh. 
But yeah, I, I totally understand. I like portrait. that. Cha-ching! That was a portrait. Sorry about that. That was awesome. Um, some crazy shit going on right here. Yeah. New uh, new thumbnail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can um, see it. Oh, my God. Do I look amazing? <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I do look amazing. <laughs> Good Lord. That's incredible. Do you have any idea how handsome I am? Wow. <laughs> iPhone 8 is something else. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Do some more of those. That's cool. But, but I mean, unfortunately... Because they didn't take a vote, mm-hmm. going back to the Pompeo thing. They this didn't take the one, a vote. That's the one I drank today. And I think to really... They did not vote that day. You're correct. Which was confusing to me because I think because, and I might be wrong about this, so I'll have to look it up, but in the in the rules of Secretary of State, um, the reason it's such a prestigious position is not only because of the job itself, but mm-hmm. because... You know, if the president, for some reason, is unable to carry out his duties, and the vice president is unable to carry out his duties, it falls to the Speaker of the House. And then after that, it's the Secretary of State. Yes. And so that's, I think, why it's it can't be confirmed by a committee vote. I think it has to be a full vote of the Senate. A full Senate vote. I believe so. And so it's just a recommendation of the committee. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay. So yeah, it's, a, so, it's a chance for, because a lot of these <clears throat> other senators right. and stuff, I've seen it on uh, like Vice yeah. News and stuff. Yeah. They go around and they other senators that aren't on these committees will sometimes sit in their office and watch those things. Yes. Or because, say if, yeah. in special cases, they'll sit in like when John yeah. McCain sat in on- for real. Uh, Bob Both the Dole. Gorsuch hearing, right? Bob Dole was there, I think. Yes, yeah. Wow. Yes. I, I couldn't believe he's still yeah. alive. And so that's the same thing that happened when John Bolton went to, went to get confirmed for yep. his ambassador seat, is yep. that they went to get the recommendation, right, the confirmation recommendation, and he he failed it twice. Yeah. He did not did not get the recommendation. And the only reason he got in, if I correct me if I'm wrong, was because the Congress was on a recess, recess. A recess appointment. Yeah. yeah, and it's. I mean, he's not the, in Bush because that was during the Bush era. It was. It was not. He was not the first and only one to ever do that. Conversation we're having exactly. Right now. God damn it! Learning people, bro. <laughs> um, that was. It was well, yeah, because this is not just a conversation between us. This is we're trying to spread a little bit of knowledge that we have to the people that listen because. You and I know how hard it is to be this informed. It takes every waking minute of our lives almost. Work, dog. And so... Work, 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 work. work. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the John Bolton thing. I don't know. We'll have to keep tabs Mike on it this Pompeo, week. John Mike Pompeo. Bolton. What did I say? John Bolton. Yeah, no. We were Mike talking Pompeo. about him. It's the same idea. But yeah, so we'll have to see where the chips fall on that one. But I would imagine, I don't think he'll not get confirmed. I have a feeling it will. Well, and seeing as he's already in the CIA seat, which you've got to yeah. be confirmed to get in there. So mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think, cause that I think that's a conferable will. by committee. Yeah. So but I think that he probably will. But um, we'll also, see. we can touch on Paul Ryan real quick yeah. um, that Paul he's Roll. not going to, yeah, he's not going to run again. And there are some people who think that. He's going to run for president again, you know, mm-hmm. which is possible because that's happened before where people have been like, well, well I'm going to leave because I want to take time off. If yeah. Philly D uh, said that, yeah, but yeah, they'll yeah. be like, my fucking son, you know, told me to run. Like, yep. America needed me. And I don't. That gives him the moral vote, too. And I don't see that happening. I, I think he's probably just like, I'm getting out of here while I still can. Well, and he said, I think he was talking to Jake Tapper, um, and he said that, like, his relationship with Donald Trump was strained, you know? And mm-hmm. I think that... Well, can you I, imagine? I think that Paul Ryan didn't really want to be... He didn't really want to have that job anyway. 
right? At least not and, with Trump dog millionaire and then, on the yeah, chair. And then I think when Donald Trump got in there, he was like, fuck, I really don't want to do this. And then after he's in there for a while and he's having a bad relationship with him and he's having a bad time with him and he can't get shit done with him, then, you know, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, and yeah. I think that there's, there's going to be a lot of people who are saying that they're not. There's, I, let's, it's uh-huh. the same. There's like Philip DeFranco said, I could see being in Congress and be like, I fuck this. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. No. You know, I'm done with this bullshit. Yeah. Like, let some young fucking kids come in here and let them do this. Cause I fuck that. You know, that's why I, I have props with, uh, give props to our representative because that's like Derek his Kilmer. goal. Yeah. Derek Kilmer, because he, I mean, that's part of his mission in there. I mean, and he just got appointed a couple months ago, I think to the, I can't remember the name of it. Good Lord. It's giant and long, but all about um a commit it's a committee built up of eight senators and eight uh, house members to basically kind of look at reforming the you know the whole process of how bills get you know kind of uh, you know especially budget bills you know how the whole process works and you know obviously you know if every bill were having to pass is having to get passed through a giant omnibus bill. Something's fundamentally wrong there. Yeah. And in the op-ed piece that he wrote for Time Magazine, he, he goes into why he believes that. And he's, it's fundamentally wrong, and we need to get back to what works. Yeah. And, and I, that I can agree with. But uh, I think that's a... I, I can see why somebody like Paul Ryan would be like, no, nah, I'm out. I'm done. This this has been crazy. This is not the... This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. I'm out. You know, I could see that. And now that position, I can't remember the two people that are up. I think one that'll be up for the seat is Steve Scalise, the majority whip right now. The, yes. The, actually, the same guy that got shot during the uh, the congressional shooting on the ball field. And he was actually um, asked some good questions, I thought. I think so, um, yeah. He, I think it was him that talked about a study, right? He brought up a study that showed that there was a 16% difference in conservative news that got either flagged and pulled down off of facebook or that was promoted on facebook yeah not promoted because you have to do that yourself but that was taken down by facebook itself right yeah so you're looking at political discrimination type and i thought that was interesting right because 16 percent is a big number if it was one or two percent i could see maybe there's like a little bit of something you know maybe whatever a fuck up in the algorithm or something because maybe Maybe conservative people can be more aggressive. That's probably not true, but whatever, you know, whatever reason you can try and make up for that. But um, just went haywire with the audio. How are we looking on the? Uh, I'm getting like mad interference. Plugged in. We can always fix this. Something going goofy. Let's see. See, I'm gone now. Back in a little bit. Are you there now? Yeah, it's not the phone. I'm still hearing a lot of static. Yeah. Well, anyways. Uh, oh, it's starting to die off now. Okay. And we're back. Weird. <laughs> Sorry, we had some technical difficulties there for yeah. a minute. I think we're going to be good now. Um, so hopefully that doesn't that didn't sound too bad, or there'll be a jump cut there. And, yeah, it looks but, all right here okay. now. Yeah, it did look weird for a minute. Yeah, so some distortion. There's going to be a little bit of something there. Grown pains. <laughs> um, what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about Paul Steve Ryan. Scalise, Steve Scalise coming in. Oh, yes, right. So the 60%, questions. right? So, like I said, you I, you could see, you know, I could see that there's like an argument to, you know, that you could make for, for 2% or whatever. Yeah. But at 16%, 
that means that there is some some bias there in the people who are flagging the material. That's right. Yeah, I because think that's where it's based. Because that's not a problem in the algorithm, right? Sixteen percent is not an algorithmic issue. That's that's a personnel issue. That's people yeah. that and he said there's like twenty thousand people that are looking at information and taking it down. Well, you know, PragerU is in a lawsuit right now about that with YouTube or Google or Alphabet, one of the companies. But yeah, yeah. I mean, my my standard on that is if Dave Rubin is still getting demonetized, there's a problem in the algorithm somewhere. Somewhere. And whether it's like armies of bots that go on and just downvote everything, or if it's just an army of people that just feel like they need to downgrade everything because whatever that percent of the population just wants to get in there and start flagging people that don't have views that they like. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't put it, it sounds so bad because it's going to go kind of conspiracy, but I don't, I wouldn't put it past a lot of the Dave Rubin's haters. You know, particularly talking about Dave Rubin, um, because he came from the Young Turks, and now yeah. he has a very rough relationship with that whole crowd and the hosts and everything. I mean, they have a very, very big divide there, and I wouldn't put it past a certain devoted group of you know, of fans or former fans or you know, haters or something, just to get on there and make it their mission to keep him demonetized, right? Just because people are more active and. You know, in their hate these days, I feel it takes effort to be that hateful. But, but yeah, like I said, that's my my measure of uh, taking the temperature on on the algorithm. It's something that's going to need to be addressed, and I'm glad somebody like Steve Scalise can can speak to that. And I think even during the, you know, and say what you want about him, but I think Ted Cruz brought that up when he was talking to Mark Zuckerberg on yes, Facebook. He was talking he about. You know, flagging of opposing views. And, they talked know, about down, um, all that good stuff. Silk and whatever, silk oh. and diamond. Um, oh yeah, people I've never heard of until the hearing. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that, but yeah. tried to. But yeah, I mean, looking at uh, looking at Dave Rubin, looking at people like Jordan Peterson, even people like PragerU who are very conservative. You know, I mean, it's I don't know. In the conservative views, and even like people that get labeled alt right, yes, I'm not going to say anybody's alt right because it's not a real thing. I mean, it is these. It's, it's say, that's, beginning. That's a thing. I think. Well, yeah, it's a thing, but I think the the definition of it is real wonky and screwed up, and everybody's got their own opinion on what alt right is. But um, you know, if there's an alt right, there's certainly an alt left. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, so, but. Um, but yeah, I think until I s- start seeing some some numbers that like those people aren't getting demonetized, and if, if it's not always them, then I th- you know I don't know. There's something fishy going on. Well, really, I think that, that I also is, but and that also could be you know if there's I don't know because I don't know how that's decided you know. But yeah. if if maybe the country's divided up. Right, because mm-hmm. there there's different buildings all over the world, right, that handle flagging shit for Facebook, right? Oh yeah. So yeah, then yeah. this is just my theory. This is total speculation. There's no fucking fact behind this at all. This is just my thought, right? Mm-hmm. If it's divided up into sections, right, and there's one particular building that handles LA, right, or and the place like Seattle has a right, so an office, I think. So there's one. I mean, there's one building that that like watches and flags the videos for this sector that LA is in, right? And so 
Dave Rubin, his videos go through this same building every time, right? And there's the same group of people that are like, fuck Dave Rubin. And, Could be. And it comes yeah. through, and they're like, fuck that guy, you know? And again, I don't know. That's totally speculation, but it could yeah. be because it's the, those people every time. It could that's be. what makes me think that it's not algorithm. But I also don't know shit about technology. So word, and that's the hard part. Is like, well, I think it certainly could be that, but I don't. I don't know. And I think the problem really is, how do we even begin to tell? Yeah, why somebody's videos are being demonetized happens to Philip DeFranco all the time, and he happens to be lucky enough, I guess, to have kind of some contacts within uh, the company that can help get him answers. But you know, historically, YouTube has always been absolutely terrible about trying to get back to people, and so when it comes to issues of monetization and free speech, really is what it really comes down to. Is this a free speech issue? Are you getting your your video pulled because somebody doesn't agree with your views? But how do you, I don't know, how do you nail that down? Yeah. And so it's really hard to just be like, well, of course they are. It's tough. But I mean, maybe. I mean, there's maybe. enough percentage that I it raises a red flag for me, but yeah. like, how can I tell for sure? Which is tough. And so the only way to take the temperature of the situation is to just read the room and see how everybody's doing. And like, well, right. Just see what makes sense, I guess. But who knows? Yeah. But what else you got? Well, that was Mike Pompeo. Um, yeah. So, you know, let's... Do you want to hit uh, what, uh, Michael Cohen at all? Yeah. Talk about Michael Cohen a little bit. Michael Cohen is Donald Trump's fucking... Uh, personal lawyer? Yes, his personal lawyer. The fixer. Um, <laughs> and he is the one that paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 um, during that agreement. We don't really... We have talked about Stormy Daniels not because we're like, oh my god, this is so salacious, but just as like as it relates to politics, right? Yeah. Um, and now and Morgan, like because that shit was crazy. That was um, crazy. That was a, but I've never heard that theory that before. That was so wild, dog. Um, but... Although I think recent developments would kind of point against that theory yeah but so yes so michael cohen's the one that paid her one hundred thirty thousand dollars, right and so the fbi on the 9th 4 9 whatever day that was april 9th um, yeah i think that i can't remember that might have been monday um anyway so on the 9th the fbi raided the office of michael cohen indeed that was monday donald trump's personal lawyer um the investigation that under that the raid was done under right is being done by was done by the FBI, but it was tipped by the Mueller investigation, right? Which yes. means that the Mueller investigation came across something in their investigation that they were like, "This like looks like it's probably illegal, but it's not That's, under the scope of what we're looking at." Indeed. So they hand it off to the FBI, and they're like, "You guys should know about this." Yeah. Right. Because they have an obligation to if they flag something that it looks like it is illegal they they can't handle it themselves because they're already part of the investigation right. so they have to hand it off to the fbi right and then they did and that in itself right the fact that the fbi did the raid means that the at least this investigation that michael cohen is under is not a witch hunt right no, because is, the fbi yeah. did it this is a separate deal yeah. right this is not the Mueller investigation this is not anything they just found it and just said here which is their legal obligation, yep. right? That doesn't there's there's no bias there, right? Unless you believe like Donald Trump does that the FBI is out to get him, you know, that it's corrupt. And I don't think that. No, I, don't I don't think, think so. I don't think that the that the intelligence like community 
it, right, the intelligence community, thank you, is totally clean. But I don't think that they have a bias against Donald Trump to try and get him out of the fucking office. You know, maybe parts of it, like within the different parts, but yeah. But, but when you really whole, look at it, you know, especially with this particular warrant that was done, um, I mean the the loops that you have to go through, cause, and this is coming from Ben Shapiro, and then I, I looked yes, into it, like, right? Um, and that's what I knew it was legit was when Ben Shapiro yeah. said the same thing as everybody else. Yeah, and he, I think he uh, quoted a New York Times article with a, an attorney. I got it right down here. Ken White, who is a uh, criminal defense attorney and former federal prosecutor. Uh, I think it was in a New York Times article that he was referencing, but he talked about how um, law enforcement uh, actually had to jump through a ton of hoops in order to seize the documents uh, they did from a lawyer's office. That is a huge thing. So as to not violate attorney-client privilege. Yeah, and I mean, there's multiple... You know, groups that have to look at those things that aren't associated with the investigation. Independent so they can say groups new, of lawyers. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but to, to get the warrant, um, they they went through, because this is all done in the Southern District of New York. Yes. Uh, particularly the Manhattan office of the, I got it written down here, blah, 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 the Attorney General of the Southern District of New York, I believe. Yeah. And uh, who was a Trump appointee, by the way. And then you're talking about um, the DOJ, um, Rod Rosenstein. I think he's the yes. assistant AG. He's the deputy. Deputy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but he had to sign in, off on it, too. Uh, and I mean, you got to no, think the, that. He's the deputy director of the FBI. Yes. That's what he because, is. Because, yeah. And he is under <coughs> direction. No, no, you're right. He is the assistant attorney general. You're right. Yeah. I'm wrong. He's the assistant but attorney he was, general. Because after was Jeff former, Sessions recused himself. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because Sessions recused himself, he's yes. basically the PIC so right. in this one. You're right. Uh, or the the head PIC, whatever mm-hmm. you call that. But anyway, like, and then you had to have a a whole another judge sign off on it as well. I mean, you had to yeah. have this thing had to go through a all lot people, of people and all people that were brought in by Donald Trump. Yeah, right. And, and that's so I don't the, think, yeah, I don't think people can use that as the argument. Well, this no. is just a witch hunt. And Donald Trump, when he talked about it, he said that the FBI broke into Cohen's office. Yeah, that was a big right. one. He said broke said into. That they broke in, which I Wrong think they though. had like a no-knock raid, but that they still had a warrant. You know, they didn't break into his office. It was not illegal. Mm-hmm. It was by all means a legal procedure, right? Yep. Yeah, to say they broke in. I don't know. It just keeps adding on to that shit, you know. Why do you why are you acting guilty? Like if you have not done anything, you know, because I'd like to try and assume, you know, we talked about this when he came into office. I'm trying to assume that you have not done anything sus, but you're acting fucking weird. You know, you're yeah. acting shady. And it like, why would I think that you haven't done anything? You're acting fucking shady, bro. In this particular case, the way he worded it and the way he said it, I think speaks more to the fact that I don't think he understands how all that stuff works. So I don't think he knows that they had to go through all these hoops and get all these people to sign off Especially on it. Especially because the president's lawyer. Not just yeah. a lawyer, the president's lawyer. Yeah, I mean, know? these prosecutors that are they want that to went be after this warrant, fucking careful. you know, they, they know that this possibly is one of the most controversial search warrants that's come up, at least in recent U.S. history, period. I yeah. don't even know if you could put it on a scale of Nixon because of the just the sheer amount of public controversy that's around the president president and all this it's like they have to be very very careful about this 
And I don't think that there's enough people that are, you know, in the conspiracy against Donald Trump to for that to have worked out. I agree. And I think oftentimes, like Philip, Philip DeFranco says all the time, oftentimes the simplest reason is usually the right one. It's because people, you know, generally don't think that different. You know, whatever whatever reason seems to make the most sense is probably the one that it actually happened. My grandma said to me, and I think that this is a perfect, like, saying for, for what you just said, right? When you hear hoofbeats, you can assume that it's zebras, but it's more likely that it's horses. Yeah, that is perfect. Right? And I, I like think that. that that's... Shout out to Grandma. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Grandma Beth. That's some salt of the street knowledge right there. Beth Money. Beth Money. <laughs> yep, last name Money. That's my grandma. <laughs> but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, I don't know... I think we kind of put the the Cohen thing to bed. It's just right now we're on a again a waiting game. She's still what developing, but you know, there's obviously they collected documents having to do with the payment that he made to Stormy Daniels, and and it's it's also I mean the investigation is about bank fraud, right? Yeah, that's, that's what we hear so so far. Is it so, supposed to be about some kind of bank fraud? So I'm sure they're just collecting everything that has to do with any type of money, you know, so that they can trace everything. Like I don't think that yeah. I don't think that it's Maybe this is the right word, but like causal, you know that mm-hmm. that they got shit that has to do with Stormy Daniels. It's just just has to be, you know, it's just a coincidence, like yeah. that because it has to do with money that they collected it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that it's, I don't think it has that much to do with Stormy Daniels. Yeah, and and honestly, they have this. There's this statute, maybe you want to call it, called the crime fraud exception to a cl- attorney client privilege. Yeah, the only way anything. In those documents pertaining to Donald Trump and his attorney, the only way any of that stuff would ever come to public light is if they found something illegal. They're talking about something illegal, yeah. talking about committing a crime, talking about covering up a crime, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and that's something I keep I keep hearing some people talk about is if Donald Trump gets taken down by something, mm-hmm. it's not the it's not going to be the Mueller probe. Yeah. Because the Mueller probe is investigating Russian, uh, uh, man, what is the what word? Is I can't even be? think of it now. It's so, it's not coercion. It's Russian the, interference. Yeah, well, yeah, they collusion. Collusion. Good lord, how did yeah. I not think about that? It's like every other day. I wasn't yeah. sure we were. No rush. Take your no, time. No, you're good. Um, oh, but like, yeah, he's investigating that, which is totally different than anything else, and I think we can pretty much. At this point, I mean, I haven't seen any evidence that points to, you know, the collusion. And even if there was, collusion isn't necessarily legal. So I, right. I still don't think that, you know, the people that want to impeach Trump, that's, I don't think that's your, I don't think that's the, the wagon you should have hitched. The horses you hitched your wagon to, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make up analogies as we go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to go anywhere. As far as impeachable offenses, and if yeah. there is something, it could be here, and it could yeah. be the Stormy Daniels controversy that brought him down. Either way, Donald Trump but is really pissed off about it, and super he's angry. talking about firing people like he always is, and like always. So you know, it's now like there's he talk throws about, a tantrum. Now there's talk about Penny Lane. Now there's talk about sorry about that. Uh, now there's talk about Rod Rosenstein getting fired, you yeah. know, and that ties into the Mueller investigation because people think that, you know, if, mm-hmm. if he's to fire Mueller, that's the first step, you know, and again, that's 
they could have nothing to do with each other, but yeah. people who think that that's what he's doing will take that as a sign that that's what he's doing. You yeah. know, even if that's not the case, if it's just because he's mad that Rod Rosenstein allowed that that uh, oh signed off of that warrant, you know, it could have nothing to do with that. But there are people who will take that as the first sign. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, and it's definitely possible. Yes, which is the other thing because how. You know, anything is possible, to be honest. Because he also reportedly asked, you know, one of his lawyers to to fire Robert Mueller, and he said no, and he resigned. Yeah. You know, that's whoever that was. I don't yeah, know I what his name his was, name. but that was a while ago, a few weeks ago. But that's a real thing that happened. So, nope. and yeah, that's and see, that's the thing. It's hard Donald to, Trump says that it didn't, but the fucking lawyer who quit says that it did. Yeah, and how how often are we having those conversations? You know, fuck it's. Dude. His word against someone else's. It's never any. It's the same deal with a lot of he said, she um, said, reality TV bullshit. It's most of the way the same deal with like James Comey. You know the stuff Mm -hmm. that White House says that he lied about is just shit that Donald Trump says. With his new book coming out. Yeah, and the the one thing because I was reading about it today, we can just touch on the one thing that I did see that is sketchy is that Donald Trump tried to call him out on Twitter, said that he lied. He perjured himself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and here I'll pull up the article so that I can read it because perjured, Donald perjured yeah. himself. Yeah, see, he said that he lied under oath. Oh. Um, and <laughs> Donald Trump. So Donald Trump said, uh, "Watch Comey lie under oath to Senator G when asked, have you ever been an anonymous source or known someone else to be an anonymous source?'" Oh yeah, that's he right. He said strongly, "Never, no." He lied as shown clearly on Fox and Friends, right? So in this Washington Post article, they have pulled the excerpt from the record, right? Mm -hmm. Senator Grassley, Director Comey, have you ever been an anonymous source in news reports about matters relating to the Trump investigation or the Clinton investigation? Comey, never. Senator Grassley, question two, relatively related. Have you ever authorized someone else at the FBI to be an anonymous source in news reports about the Trump investigation or the Clinton investigation? Comey, no. Yeah. So that's not what he said on either account, right? Exactly. But the thing this article did point out is that that's still sketchy because Andrew McCabe said in his statement when he got fired exactly that Comey knew about it, right? Yep. And so this article says, right, then there's a, you know, question that comes up that if it says that if you press Comey about it, right, he probably would say, well, there's a difference between authorizing and being aware of mm-hmm. right because maybe i didn't tell mccabe that he could do that but i knew that he was doing it you know like i knew that he did it but I, I just didn't, didn't tell say him no it, you know and at that point that's i jordan was like that seems like semantics right like that seems like bullshit and i said millie sorry she's scratching <laughs> on the curtains um so i told jordan i said i said so that's like bill clinton right i don't remember what the question was but his answer is well, that depends what the definition of the word is, is. That's right. Right? And then she's like, what the fuck does that even mean? And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean shit. But that's the same thing that if Comey's like, well, you yeah. know, I didn't tell him that he could, but I didn't tell him not to. Yeah. You know, I knew about it, but I didn't, like, say, mm-hmm. yeah, you can do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh, that's a sketchy... That's that gray area. Exactly. And so you can... You could say that... Comey answered that way because he knew, you know, well, I didn't tell him to, you know, yeah. and so he's not lying, but they're, 
it's sketchy, you know, because it depends on what the conversation was between Comey and McCabe. Mm-hmm. And if there was a conversation. And, and you, it, right. Yeah. And if there was a conversation, you could definitely, you know, not even partially on a conspiracy theory type tilt, you could think because they're homeboys that Andrew McCabe knows what he said and he'll be like, no, he never told me that I could. He just knew about it. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, that could actually be what happened if that conversation happened. Could be. We never know. I and love this shit, thing. dog. We don't I know. love that. Oh, God, I love it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, who fucking knows? Like, that's that's kind of like the... Little uh, juicy tidbits, yeah. secrets. Oh, my God. That's part of like Oops. why this stuff is so tantalizing to us. Oh, my God. I love it. Because it's, all, it's, all, it's like espionage, man. It's like secrets and lies, man. You never know what's going on in, uh, up on the hill. Yeah. So I'm excited for Do James like Comey's... You fuck yeah, I yeah, like House of Cards. <laughs> Boom. Watch the whole goddamn thing. Couldn't um, couldn't have guessed that. That was selfishly and anybody who, you know, particular type of people will be really upset maybe that I said this, but that is one of the reasons I was the most upset about Kevin Spacey is that mm-hmm. now House of Cards is going to probably be dog shit because he's not in it. Not that his wife isn't awesome and all those other people aren't awesome. Kevin Spacey kicks fucking ass in that show. Yeah, it, yeah, that whole thing. Man, you shouldn't tough. have done what you did, Kevin Spacey. That shit's not cool. I mean, you can't fuck boys, you know, that are underage. But yeah. God damn it, that show was good. Yeah, um, that's why. Yeah, so, I have a hard time with that too because Kevin Spacey was one of my all-time faves. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, so I'm excited Anyways. for Comey's book to come out so people can read it and I can find out if it's true or not, right? Because mm-hmm. I've got way less question about James Comey's book than I did about Michael Wolff's book. I was just going to ask you, you know, about that. feel way better about the James Comey one. Yeah? Um, you but don't I think also, he's a liar and a grandstander? I I can totally see a grandstander, you know, but I don't think that he's... I don't have any indication that he's a liar, yeah. you know? I Like I said, like a couple weeks ago, there's definitely was some poor choices, some shit I wouldn't have done, you know? Oh, yeah, there were some, like, some poor choices, but... Maybe. yeah. But it was all bold, all very open, you know, nothing yeah. that seemed super sneaky, you know, the memos, like whether or not they had classified information in it is like, who, who fucking knows, you know, it's yeah. because it's, it's declassified. So it, you know, it depends, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think from what I know that he's a liar. He's right? really like said, confusing. Yes. Because when you look at his actions during the Hillary Clinton issue towards yeah. the end of the election and stuff yeah, like that yeah, or yeah. towards the end of the yeah the campaign se- campaign season like that was that blatantly hurt hillary clinton right and so you know a lot of those supporters and stuff that like are his biggest fans now because Why he's an enemy of trump right but like i don't know like i just don't know what to think about that man he is an enigma to me i also did find out thanks to my wife that he um shout out i think him. it was goodreads did a story on him or something like that. They do like these things where they interview public figures and celebrities and stuff and find out if they're reading books, what they read. Like the new Washington. That's such a good show. Oh yeah. But anyway, he, one of my favorite authors, um, Pierce Brown, shout out Pierce Brown. Love the guy. Uh, his, uh, he's got an amazing sci-fi series, uh, the red rising series. And that's one of Shado James. told me that he finished that and he loved it. It's good. Cause it's amazing. Everybody should listen to it. I can't, I cannot talk more positive about it it is the most amazing anyways but james comey is a fan of that and he's also a really? fan of yeah the the mistborn series which is another really big kind of fantasy series but yeah so it was interesting that was an interesting tidbit and i'm going 
who the hell is this guy? I don't know what to make of him one way or the other. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, and so that's why it's hard for me to like just jump on board. Yeah, like grandstander, yes, liar, no. I don't know. That's what I think. Yeah, you know, that's at least that's where I'm at right now. I'm not know? afraid to say I just don't. I can't put my finger that's, on the guy. That's my personal take. Yeah. Grandstander, yes, liar, no. At least Word. I think if this <laughs> is true, you know, if all of this weird you know, double speak nonsense that's in here is true, then it's kind of the same idea as Mark Mark Zuckerberg. He's playing the the sketchy politics game in here. Yeah. You know, he knew what the fuck he said. He mm-hmm. knew exactly what he said and that's why he said it that way. And if the question would have asked wouldn't have been asked any differently, I would hope that he would have answered differently. You yeah. know? Because if he's under oath, then he's telling the truth. You know, that's what I have to assume Unless later it gets yeah. found out that you perjured yourself. Yeah, because you know? otherwise, what is the like, whole swearing uh, thing Scooter about? Libby, you know? Scooter Libby. You know? Recently, uh... Yeah. Uh, pardoned. Pardoned. Pardoned of crime. He was, spent no time in jail, but pardoned him of his crimes. Yep. So... That was interesting. Although, Chef Ar- or, uh, Sheriff Arp- Arpaio? Fucking Jeff Arpaio. Jeff Arpaio, yeah. Oh, wet dog. Now nothing surprises me about his, uh... Oh, I got a towel. It's all right. His pardons, but uh, I was going to ask you um, how we're doing on time. We are ready, but I think we're moving to. Are, are we ready to do what sports? Is that next or pop culture next? I'm st- pop culture. That's perfect because I earlier I said I was, we were going to talk about uh, a quiet place. Yes, and we're, I'm not going to do any spoilers or any of that stuff, but. Because I don't think you guys have seen it yet, have you? No. No? Yeah, we saw Black Panther last week. Okay. So you saw Black Panther last week. We covered that last week. Uh, but yeah, so A Quiet Place, uh, directed by none other than The Office's own John Krasinski. Which I didn't know until yeah. like maybe last week. Yeah. Sorry about that. I'm really awesome. my dog. And, uh, she gives you her feet. It was yeah. cute. That's all, my dog does that too. Like She loves to get dried off. It's so weird. It must just be because they live here. Penny has a raincoat that she wears. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> she loves it, actually. That's funny. She really does like it. She prances around when she's in it. Well, I have so two chihuahuas at home, and I am married. And so my chihuahuas tend to... They don't all the time because my wife feels bad about it because they don't like it. But every now and again, they get dressed up. <laughs> she, she's sitting in the, the background outfits. on the couch laughing. <laughs> It's a thing, man. People do that sometimes. That's funny. Yeah. But anyways, that movie, A Quiet Place, you got to see it, man. I, yeah. I have not seen a movie that good in a very long time. I didn't know what to expect necessarily, but I didn't expect that. I was, I'm not going to spoil anything again, but like, I was just baffled on the quality of that movie. I mean. It was good. I will say that. It is mostly subtitled. Yeah, and because and there's deaf, a lot of right? sign language. They're all deaf. No. Oh, they just all. Okay. Let's just, just say all... you have to be quiet. Okay. Well, somebody it's told a me they were all deaf. Movie. But, <clears throat> but, but the, that's not the, case. the main because they just use sign language for safety. I got it. Yeah, they use sign language because you can't make noise in this in this world. Yeah. But anyways, um, it uh, it's st- like the coolest premise about the whole thing is the fact that like when you start out in the movie, they don't give you any kind of uh, in the writing world you call it an info dump. They don't kind of clue you into why the world is the just way it is. The, do it you just ever is. find out? 
you kind of there are some bits and pieces along the way that you get to pick up, but but no. overall like not quite. Yeah, like I I mean maybe you can if I rewatched it. Uh, I'll wait for it to come out on video again. I'm excited to see it. It's so good, man. But yeah, the the it's John Krasinski and we'll Emily tonight. Blunt, who is his wife. Yeah, and Jordan, not to interrupt you, but Jordan uh-huh. told me because this is also pop culture that someone else was cast for that role, and Emily Blunt found out about it and made John John Krasinski give her the role instead. Hey, man, it so, is what it is. When she you, really wanted when you're to sleeping do it. with the director. I mean, it's, I mean, but it makes sense to me. I mean, whatever. I don't well, know how the game in it. Hollywood is played, but I mean, why wouldn't she just if you could if you could star alongside your wife in roles where you're husband and wife, it makes sense to me because the chemistry's already there. Well, and they did, have some chemistry. Did she do a good job in it? Amazing. <clears throat> Nobody in this movie did a bad job. Small cast, very small cast, which was great. Um the leading Oh, I gotta pull up my uh my pop culture notes. Oh what a pop culture. The leading um, I guess you'd call it daughter, maybe the leading sibling. Yeah. Because, I mean, they were evenly kind of spaced, but one was ultimately more important to the story than the other. Um, and I'm trying to find her name. Millicent Simones, I think. Simmons. Mill- Millicent Simmons. I'm probably butchering the hell out of that. But yeah. this little girl, she is actually deaf. The actress is deaf. Um, she went deaf, I guess, in her infancy due to some kind of uh, medication overdose or something. Shit. But uh, so I'm I'm guessing it was some kind of accident. That's fucked. That happened. But uh, and so knowing that it kind of speaks to why the movie is the way it is. But I mean, just everything about it. Like I cannot, you know, you might be able to classify it as kind of a sci-fi movie. Yeah. But that's not what it's about at all. It's a, it's a horror, sus, you know, suspense, just action. I mean, it is. My heart was pounding the whole time, and it was just it was so good. I can't. Works. recommended enough but just because i wanted to expand on my pop culture knowledge i got some facts <laughs> about this movie word rotten tomatoes right now i checked it uh, this morning it was at 95 percent on the tomato meter and 87 percent on the audience score uh from fresh, box, bro yeah from box office mojo i think it's been out two weeks maybe yeah just a couple maybe it could be i don't know but um the Oh, August 8th. Oh, wait, never mind. That's something else. But the domestic box office brought in over $77.5 million. Word. And the foreign right now is just over $25 million, totaling just over $100 million. And good Lord, that's a lot of money. And they deserve every penny of it, in my mind, because it was an amazing movie. Everybody yeah. should go out and see it. That's what's up. It's fantastic. I'll go see it again. So if y'all want to go, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. But I think that went out. No. Um, but, um, yeah, that was that. And then the only other pop culture stuff I had was I've been watching uh, a lot of, uh, I've been trying to watch more shows, like I said about uh, in the beginning of the episode on YouTube. And two of them I wanted to kind of bring up because they've both in recent history have had something pretty cool happen. Yes. And the first one is uh, Hot Ones. And I believe you watch yes. Hot Ones. Hot Ones, hot for ones. people that don't know, is a show on YouTube hosted by uh, a guy named Sean Evans. And their uh, their YouTube channel is First We Feast, just yeah. FYI. But it's it's kind of a cool interview show where they have a bunch of like people from Hollywood and actors and you know public people on and he interviews them. But the catch is, 
they sit down with <laughs> 10 different chicken wings and each one of them has an ascending level of insane hotness as they they start out and they get they start with the most mild and they go all the way up to like the insanity sauce yeah. and they have to sit there and answer questions and talk this was crazy it was awesome but we watched uh, we watched one the other day with Seth Rogen and yeah. uh, another guy they're promoting one of their movies on uh, their new show on Amazon Word. Dominic Cooper's the other guy but uh, that was funny just because I love Seth Rogen's humor yeah. and he struggled man yeah he had a hard time with some of that heat watching people go through that pain i watched um <sighs> eddie funny. wong who's a chef and like on vice land and stuff yeah and he ate the hottest one first oh where he was like i'm gonna fucking flip the script yeah no and he only made it through three like after he made it Ooh. to to the seventh one you know yeah. it's like he, i'm done he was like no 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 and had to go to the bathroom he has ibs like oh and like i know the struggle i've thought about Ow. that i told jordan the last time we watched philip defranco when i said like, I would love to be on this show, but, like, if I was, like, medium famous, you know, like, as famous as you have to be to be on there, so mm-hmm. they asked me, like, I wouldn't do it. Like, I couldn't do it because yeah. I would I would not be able to do anything for several days, you know? Word. Like, and I, I can't do that to myself. Like, and I don't know. I'll do it, and you can just sit with yeah. me, and we could talk. I'll, yeah, you, I'll just you be can there, and I'll be the like, milk when I'm dying. listen, I would love to, <laughs> but I can't. Like, yeah. Because I, I like spicy spice. stuff, man. Me too. I would do that, but, like. I don't know how much I like spicy. I don't know. I mean, I like it as much as I've had it. I had a, a ghost pepper, you know, barbecue sauce on a hamburger a while back, you know, uh, last week maybe. Um, actually, that might have been after the cast last week. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I like that stuff, and it, it hurts and you sweat and stuff, but I don't know how, where is that on that, like, one to five scale that they have? I don't know, but I yeah. don't think it's maybe halfway up. And that was like, it's dangerous. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to go higher. Yeah, I don't know. And that's the danger in it is I don't know. Yeah, you know? But I'll don't do know. it for you. We'll go. If you get a chance to go, you just bring me. I'll yeah. eat the wings. You could talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to eat them by proxy. There this you is go. my proxy right here. You could just eat regular chicken wings. <laughs> just, we'll, we'll just eat all 10. You'll be like, yo, what's your problem? Why are you sweating this? <laughs> Everything seems fine over here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Hot Ones was dope, you know. He's got uh, he's got tons of people on there, man. Charlie Theron did an episode. Philip DeFranco, Gabrielle Iglesias, Jordan B. Peterson from uh, he's the actor from Creed, and he was the bad guy in Black yeah. Panther. But that's uh, Michael B. Jordan, bro. Michael B. Jordan. What did I say? Jordan B. Peterson. Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> How many beers have I been on? Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, but yeah, lots one. of people, man. Shout out to them, and then yeah. uh, the slow mo guys. I don't know if you watch them at all on YouTube. <laughs> it's awesome. They just they. Oh, they do I all think sorts that's of a weird stuff. fascination that America has is watching stuff in slow motion. It is so cool, man. And they that's do a really strange stuff. hobby. But yeah, they just they they went from YouTube channel starting out in their backyard, like blowing stuff up or like dropping things into water in super slow mo, and um, started to over time invest in like better and better cameras and all this. Yeah. And then uh, I think probably due to I don't know this for sure, just guessing, but due to one of the hosts' affiliation with Rooster Teeth, I think he was able because of what Rooster Teeth is doing these days to get funding for a really big budget show, and they just wrapped it up on YouTube. It's it's called the Super Slow Show, the Super Slow Show, and it's on their channel, the Slow Mo Guys. But yeah, definitely lots of big explosions, cars crashing into each other at a thousand frames a second in 4K. <laughs> I mean, belly flops from twenty feet up or whatever it was. I mean, it it was really fun, and I just I just wanted to say, 
just because they're finishing up that was that's something I, I can't recommend enough they're like yeah. 10 to 15 minutes max there's so much it's so much fun <laughs> so that's my that and I saw Weird. the trailer for the Incredibles 2 oh. and I'm just super excited about that because the first one was awesome I'll have to watch that trailer I haven't seen mm-hmm. the trailer yet but other than that like I live a boring mm-hmm. life and I don't get to do fun stuff very much no so. that's pretty good <laughs> and you had a lot to say about it so well it's stuff that I like and I think you know, if I watch that on the semi reg, that's all yeah. pop culture stuff. Right. It's just kind of that alt media because it's on YouTube. Yeah. So I fucking I finished that book. We die alone. Nice. I finished it. Is it that amazing? guy survives. Wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. No, he is. He's in the mountains. Um, well, for, he wrote the book, so I guess it's not a huge March spoiler. until June, and um, maybe even like early july mm-hmm. and for like over a month he is he's literally just out in the snow like for seven days he was in a hole because people were supposed to come and find him and they got held down by a storm Ooh. and he had no food for four of those days oh. and yeah and was covered over by the snow and um spoiler alerts tried to kill himself with this pistol that he had mm-hmm. but literally did not have the physical strength oh. to pull the trigger of the gun can you imagine good lord the people oh man those people went through some crazy shit cut nine of his toes off nine of his ten toes cut him off right oh because he Frostbite? had gangrene from yeah. his knees down right oh. um and dude yep yeah, and so he he cut nine of his toes off and um when he got to sweden they asked him, like, who operated on your toes? And he was like, me. Oh. And they said, that saved your legs. <sighs> like, like that is what saved your legs. So he got to keep his legs right in his feet, but not his toes. This guy rejoins the Norwegian military, goes back to Norway before the war is over, bro. Wow. Yeah. People are Jan Balthrud. Jan Balthrud. Yep. Shit. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Shit is wild, bro. And <laughs> he so he got carried up three thousand foot sheer cliff, right? Mm-hmm. By four dudes. He went back and hiked up that cliff with those dudes after the war was over. Of course he did. With no toes. Bro. What a ball. With one toe. With one toe left. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Wonder which toe it was. Did it was I think it was his pinky toe. I'm just trying to think and of he, balance. And he said that he said it just didn't look as bad as the other ones. So wow. he just left it. That's insane. Yep. Oh. Yeah, People and it was it was amazing. Hard, it's called We Die Alone. It was only like two hundred something pages. It was truly incredible, worth it to read yeah. for anybody. I've been into a lot of those World War II uh, biographies lately. Yeah. There's a lot of them coming out. Yes, and I've gone through pretty much everybody on uh, the Band of Brothers, oh. like based off that one. Like I pretty much have gotten all their books if they've written one. Oh, really? And they're just fantastic. Oh man. man! After I work through some of these, I would love to borrow some of those. Oh, they're things. so yep in time. They're so fantastic. I love those war books, dog. That shit's crazy. That's a whole nother, especially like, Game changer, especially man. back then, like that's a whole nother caliber of dude, you know? People, oh, yeah. Like the people don't exist like that anymore because that type of person is not, it's not required like that anymore, you know? I mean, it is, but, but not like it used to be, not yeah. in the numbers that it used to be, you know? Yeah. Shit like that doesn't happen to people anymore. Ever. So. Not like <clears throat> that. Not in like the numbers like that. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, I want to say it was like helmet. For my pillow, yeah, Robert uh, Leak, like Lucky, Lucky, I think his name is, but he was a guy, um, a character 
in the Pacific was based off of. Word. And uh, I haven't watched that yet. Man, you. I mean, all of World War II was messed up. Yeah. And getting you know getting it from the European front, from those guys like Malarkey and uh, Bill Garnier and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, their books and stuff. You get one aspect of the war. Dick Winters. Which, yeah, his book is amazing. It's a lot more. Uh, I don't want to say intelligently written. But it's it's much more straightforward and factual to the point. The other ones are much more narrative based, um, which makes sense coming from winners. Yeah. But um, I picked up a couple of the uh, the guys from the Pacific as well, and uh, it's a completely different ball game because in the you know in the Europe it was mostly like the the Eastern Front up there and it getting right. really really cold and deal with snow and all that, and then in the Pacific it was just hot, you know, disease and just just rotting corpses and just terrible a whole different kind of gnarly yeah but yeah all that stuff man is you i mean i can't you and i are both history nuts but like you cannot underestimate the power that learning that kind of stuff oh changes your perspective i can't like the first two episodes I'm, i'm good because that's like their training stuff but the the rest of them i'm yeah. i can't make it through an episode There's without sh- getting teary-eyed like, oh my god it's so good and the well, Pacific isn't quite as hard like that, but it's in a totally different light. That one's, that'll get you too. Yeah. And then, so I finished that book. Um, I also watched a thing called Hilarity for Charity, which is uh-huh. a thing that Seth Rogen does every year. And I think this was the fifth one, but this one was put on Netflix. And it's charity that he does with his wife for to benefit Alzheimer's. Okay. Right? Which was really fucking cool. There was like skits and there was stand up comedy and there was all kinds of stuff and like little movies and clips and Justin Roiland did a little commercial or a little cartoon and um, a cartoon put his butthole to the camera and pooped out of it. It was crazy. <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, but it's on Netflix and it's there and it's like to watch it and it's for a really good cause. You know, like I said, uh, for people with Alzheimer's. So that was really good. Um, and then I think that that is all that I watched this week, but Jordan told me that we oh we also watched fucking saturday night live last week um after on sunday morning and cardi b was on there and jordan said that there was all of this controversy around do you know who cardi b is she's a lady she's rapper like a, yeah okay so there's so jordan said there was all this because this is where i get lots of my pop culture stuff is from my wife um it's like there was all this controversy around whether or not Cardi B was pregnant, right? Okay. And then, so the first time she performs, because the musicians perform twice on Saturday Night Live, the first time she's wearing a dress that's like really big and flowy and you can't see, like it's like formless, you know, so okay. you can't see. Yeah. So Jordan said like that's why she's wearing this dress. Because she the end of the pregnant. show. At the end of the show, she's wearing this tight fucking dress that like shows that she's like six months pregnant. Like Whoa. she's got like a whole belly and that's how she... Like, announced to the world, oh, right, that she's pregnant. I'm pregnant. So, right. And so I was like, word, like, that's pretty cool. But then I also was like, who gives a fuck? Like, who <laughs> even gives a shit? Like, it's, there, it's, we have those conversations all the time. But that's so funny. Um, so that happened. Danny Amendola, who's a wide receiver in the NFL, word, Patriots, his girlfriend, him and his girlfriend broke up. Her name is oh, Olivia no. Colpo. She's a model and an actress. That's so sad. Um, My heart is torn. And then also, I, f- I, I dread for him and his millions. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, Chloe Kardashian. Uh-oh. Um, she is having a baby with a guy named Tristan Thompson, who plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And he was caught 
like kissing and like going home with a bartender from a strip club in New York. And then she told me that he was cheating on her with three different girls. And Chloe and Jordan's sister Aaron had the same due date. But Chloe Kardashian already had her baby oh, on okay. Thursday. Oh boy. So big big news. So that's fucking pop culture for this week because usually we do not that much stuff like that. But yeah, that was fun. We should, yeah. Um sports, I don't have that much stuff because we're getting towards that and I'd like to close yeah. out a little bit. Um U dub signed a big ass contract, hundred and nineteen million dollars for ten years with Adidas mm-hmm. to like get all their dear uh University of Washington. Um Seattle said that I don't want to talk about this. We're going to talk about it next week. Yeah. Seattle and Colin Kaepernick. You fucking yes, t- ask me about it right. next week. We don't have time for this. Um, <laughs> the Seahawks signed a corner, Dante Johnson, um, and the Saints signed Cameron Meredith, who was a wide receiver from the Bears, and he's pretty fucking fast. So I'm interested to see how that works. Drew Brees, you know, he can sling it pretty far. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. The Seahawks also signed Stephen Morris, who is a quarterback. Um, he's played for a bunch of different teams. Um, but I think that he played for the Colts last. And then we also signed a kicker, Sebastian Janikowski, who played for the Raiders. No more Blair Walsh? Um, Blair Walsh, I think, is still on the roster. But we okay. also signed another kicker like right when the season ended. So we've okay. got three kickers right now. Interesting. Blair Walsh is going to get fucking cut. Sorry about that. <laughs> the Blair um, Walsh project is Blair gone. Walsh is going to get cut. And then they'll probably have a little competition between the last two and see what's up. There you go. Um, well, if they signed Seabass, then who knows? They signed them both. So we'll I don't see. know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And then the Cowboys, this is probably the biggest thing. Cowboys cut Des Bryant. Whoa. Yes. Even I know that. He was asking for too much money, and wow. he hasn't produced enough in the last couple of years, so they were like, get the fuck out of here. So they cut Ooh, him, so I'm interested to see where a- he goes. There's talk about him going all over the place. So Does, does he still make pretty big moves? See, in the last year like, or two, not, you know, maybe not so much. But, maybe he needs to retire? But we'll see if he's still kick because he's a little bit older, you know. Yeah. He's not super old, but... That'd be my non-sports so. thing. It's just, well, how old is he? How long has he been around? Yeah. And I just... I know I kn- exactly I've known that name for a long time, I feel. Right. And I don't even pay attention to Dallas. Yeah. But, but I know he's a big deal quick. down there. Let's fucking... Yeah. Um, and then I also watched... I watched the Mariners game last night. I think they were 8-6 and six leading into that game. Mm-hmm. They were playing the A's. <clears throat> and when I left the Mexican place, they were two and two. Robinson Cano was batting four oh six going into that game. Do you know what that means, batting average wise? Yeah, four oh six. Yeah, aren't most batting averages in the threes? Um, yeah, really good is in the threes. Um, so that's insane. Four oh six, balling, balling. Yeah. yeah, that's with, a lot. Man. With no home runs, he only had he just had a shitload of like yeah. runs batted in RBIs. You don't need home runs, man. Yeah, he, RBIs was, are just as good if you balling. get people on base. And you know, sometimes I'd argue they might even be more strategic or tactically better. You know, you get more people on base, and then you get your big slugger up there to hit a home run. Now you got a grand slam. Yeah, but see, I know a little bit about baseball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he I don't was know if that's out. realistic, but. He was balling out. It was pretty cool to watch last night. Um, Have you, uh, I mean, I know it's only been a week, and I don't know how often they play, but uh, since uh, Case Bowls was on. Des Bryant was drafted in 2010. Uh Uh-huh. So. Oh, wow. So that's, He's 29, so he's not that old. Like, he's still got time. 29 is like, it's up there, you know, but it's not. Yeah. He's still got time, definitely. Yeah. So he just looks older. He's just got a very grown-ass face. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they cut him. So we'll we'll see. see. We'll see what happens with that. 
Um, but that's all that I have for sports. I was going to um, say, did uh, Case Bowls have any more uh, games since last we met? I'm sure that week? he has, but I forgot to ask him about it. Um, I'd just so, be curious because I know, yeah. he, you know, I would like for, you know, success for Mr. Case Bowls. I think Casey's about the only person that I'm okay with the rotating door policy with. That, Like I told Jordan today, someone's going to come. I want them to be here for the whole pod, you know? Yeah. But if Casey's like, oh, well, can I just drop by for an hour? I'm like, you come whenever the fuck you want, Casey. Like, I feel like he's going to be totally quiet legit. as shit when he shows up and yeah. he's not going to say anything. Like, Unless yeah. I'm like Casey, like Casey in the house. So, yeah, no, he's gonna be good. Shout out Case Bulls and what Zeke up, for watching that shit earlier. That's so cool. Good on you, bro. Yeah. Thank you for the support, both you guys, the OG fans. Yeah. So that's all that I have for sports. Do you have anything else at all? Yeah. Before uh, we do our our norm normal thing. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I've got three <laughs> to choose from. I'm so excited. I just wanted to once again say that. Uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook. We're at Salt of the Streets. Uh, Twitter, I'm Big Bird Offy. That's Big Salt Dawn is going to be at Salt of the Street. And uh, hit us up on our YouTube channel. Give us reviews and those, and you know, reviews and comments, man. Yeah. We're man. only going to do better. And with that. Absolutely. Yeah, on everything. So, yeah, with that, right, uh, Colin, you could chop a camel right in its hump and drink all of its milk right off the tip of this thing. That sounds delicious.